Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. Right, man. Back for another week. Episode 38. Got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about today. And we got guests. Finesse Entertainment. Finesse Entertainment. My bad. I stepped all over yo. You know what I'm saying? My bad. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, we got Finesse Entertainment in the building. All right. Everybody, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll start over to the left. Well, I'm always here, but you know what I'm saying? It's your boy, K-Fing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always here, too. Okay, I, I'm lying. This is um, DJ. That's it. Just DJ. I ain't never here. So I'm going to do my microphone voice. Yeah, what's up? You already know, man. It's... This Kyrie from Finesse. All right, cut the shit, man. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, man. Now, I'm Kyrie Kennedy. Um, I'm an addition to Finesse Entertainment. Awesome. So we got got some pretty sharp guys here, man. They do a good job of what they do. Uh, They got a movie dropping soon. But I'm going to go ahead and let Keith elaborate elaborate on that more. Yeah, man. It's uh, what what we're trying to do. We're trying to create like a new, I'm going to call it a new wave, but. I don't think many people are out there doing what we're doing as far as like dropping short films consistently. So we're trying to tap into, um, we have it kind of mapped out based on like the month and the time of the year. So this time we wanted to do like a really like heartwarming Christmas movie. Um, It's a movie called Confessions. It's dropping on December 23rd, um, starring Kyrie. And, uh, you know, he did a really good job. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, man. He might, you know what I'm saying? He might... Might take home an Oscar for this one. I don't know. Oh shit, Oscar! But, That's high honors, man. I but nah, appreciate I that, the re- man. you know the guys can elaborate on it a little bit more. <clears throat> well, uh, basically, it's um, it's 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 the typical love story that has its you know its major issues and um, it's the the enlightenment at the end is what's really great about it. And um, Keith, you actually had a great you know a great role in directing it and you put us in a lot of good positions to make it what it is so um appreciate yeah and 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 the writing and everything just came together i know i'm kind of all over the place with it but it's just it's such a great it's such a great story Mm -hmm. overall it's just a great story and i I love it i think we did great personally yeah also the um the two stars definitely killed it uh i think that kyra or Kyrie oh and Tyra. He just I think is Kyrie, that they love is that they name? Like yeah, a couple names. <laughs> <laughs> like Kim Ye. We got Kim Ye. Uh, you got Kyra. You know. But I think that they definitely like completed our vision for us. And yeah. then also Justin coming in and, you know, helping us film it really just like took us way past like where we expected it to be when we started writing it. So Yeah. I think the crazy part about meeting Justin, like we barely met Justin, what, like three weeks ago, maybe? Maybe. If that. Maybe. Um, maybe two. And um, he just kind of meshed with us. Like he came right in and like the stuff that we were seeing in our head, he was able to just bring it to life. Um, so shout out to Justin. And he, he just, you know, he helped He helped us like the, he's a super uh, valuable person and you know he makes a lot of money um, at what he does and he kind of just came in he didn't help us for free but like it was basically like he just gave us you know what i'm saying he gave us i like, think did a pro bono it, it was more that the same way i feel about the project he fell in love with the script and that's what really made him yeah. want to be a part of you know the the vision and creating this 
the mm-hmm. story. I mean, it's it, it's really not not just saying that because I'm in it or yeah. because I wrote it or had help writing it. It's just it's really a great story, and I feel like a lot of people were relating. So Justin yeah. coming in and seeing that story, it was like, yo, I can I can really be a part of something great here. You know? Yeah, I think Justin also liked us, and that I, I hear that a lot with you know directors and stuff in the industry. They talk about like just working with people that actually like so. Like, the first meeting we had, you know, we just, you know, laughing in there. I, of course, we were talking business, but we just had a good time, you know what I mean? And we mesh well, and I think you guys will be able to see it on camera. And it's so much better than a kickback. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my what? gosh. Guys, can we not? <laughs> can we not go backwards? It's, it's all about progress and not digression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Well, that's great to hear, man. Um Moving forward, we're gonna back. We're gonna come back to that, all right. But we got a couple interesting things we want to talk about and get into. Being that as as it is December, it is the month of Christmas, and uh, you two guys have kids, so you guys are gonna have a lot of input on this. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my kids. All right. First <laughs> off, we'll start with favorite Christmas movies. Mm. It's been there's tons of them. Doesn't matter which one. All right. Um, I'll come back to myself last, but we'll start with Keith here on the left. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie? Um, maybe um, Home Alone. Oh, that's a good mm. one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I think um, just the whole, like, I don't know. It was like, kind of like slapstick comedy at times, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like super unrealistic. Just a kid at home, he, you know, he barely, barely old enough to like... You know, never mind. Make his own hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, you could go anywhere with that. But you know what I mean? He's a little kid and he's just kind of like living it or like for the weekend or whatever. He's staying at home and beating up on bad guys. So it's not just a kid, though. He's Macaulay Culkin, man. Yeah, he was like the coolest kid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hung out with Michael Jackson. That's all you need to know. That's not good. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. See what we not what we not gonna do. I don't know if you want to just put that out there like that. Okay. okay. That's funny. Home Alone, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Shout Home. out to Mike. <laughs> you know what? You know what? What you oh, got, so, DJ? Uh, for me, it's more of a recent movie. It's not known as like a Christmas classic, but uh, the Best Man Holiday. Yeah. Mm. I just. I just feel like that movie was one of the first movies that I can remember seeing that had the perfect balance of like, it's going to make you laugh real hard and it's going to make you cry real hard if if you're a crier. Mm-hmm. Did you cry? I didn't cry. My, um, you're full of shit, man. No, it's because no, <laughs> at the time I was, I was going through a lot. I had, just run out of, <laughs> I had just run out of Claritin. My nose was running. Oh, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> My allergies were all over the place. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it may, like, if you were there, you may have thought, you know, that there was a, mm. there was a water. Of wind and it yeah. the right you time. You yawned. Yeah. The yeah. fan was yeah. on high. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn onions, right? Yeah. This is, this, yeah, this isn't about me. Come on. Uh, I would have to say my favorite movie is A Christmas Carol. Mm. I, I, I like the classic theme. I like... um. I like the fact that it plays to so many different characters of who one person is, mm-hmm. who one person wants to be, and who one person was, and so you get to see all those elements and bring them, bring them to life in one night. Yeah, I mean it's sad that in the end of all of he still died, but mm-hmm. he got to see 
what the long term was mm-hmm. and and be a better person in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, you know. And they have so many different iterations. Like, Oh, yeah. That's so dope. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that, yeah, that's definitely going. My favorite is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that. It, seen it's, that. It's, 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 I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. It's a classic. Um, it's where the guy feels like he would be better off dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he jumps off some bridge and his guardian, this guy, his guardian angel saves him. Mm-hmm. And he says, we want to show you what life would be like if you weren't here. Right. Yeah. So he went back and peop- it was a guy that was an alcoholic and, his, you know, um, people didn't know who he was and whatnot. And he it basically showed him um, how much effect he had on people, mm-hmm. how much positive effect he had. And then he used to complain about all oh, this drafty old house is cold in here. I can't pay the bills. Voice, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the '40s, man. <laughs> Jamie, Tommy, uh, come upstairs. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the movie, he was like, uh, I guess the police came to get him. It was some old guy that was trying to get him arrested and shit. I know, I know you've seen that. Yeah. End of it. And he's like, oh, this drafty old house. Oh, I love you. I love you, baby. I love you, Tommy. Come here, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Great movie, though. Great movie. Very captivating film. If you get a chance to watch it, which you probably have seen it a million times, it's called It's a Wonderful Life. It was made in 1946. Very old movie. Very Very old movie. And there was only one black person. They were a servant. So that's how long ago this was. Yeah. One black guy. And he's like, no problem, sir. More food coming right up. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the the Charlie Brown holiday movies, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with... Yeah, that's Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown. The Grinch. Oh, that. The Jim Carrey version. I I want to see the the new one. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know, man. They got some big shoes to fill, man. Jim Carrey kind of, yeah. You know, after the the original, yeah. Jim Carrey kind of came in and he tore that thing up, man. Yeah. Is is uh, are we there yet? Is that a Christmas movie too? With Ice Cube? I think the I don't know. Maybe the second one. Oh, I don't know. It's possible. I don't. You notice every movie that Ice Cube plays in, he's always angry. <laughs> Everyone. Hey man, hey. <laughs> why do you sound? That's why you sound just Chris like love Ice Cube, man. Yeah, that's my that's my Hollywood dad, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my Hollywood. Shout out to Pops, by the way, and my brother O'Shea doing his thing. I see, I see y'all. Yeah, you look like O'Shea too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, those are those are great great Christmas movies. But it's it's one classic. You know what I'm saying? That everybody should be on the lookout for on December 23rd, 2018. Yeah. That's Confessions. That's right. that's going to be a classic, too. That's going to be right. one of those great Christmas movies you can cherish. You can take your girl. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. And you're going to watch it over and over again. Yeah. yeah, we'll be sure to be plugging that on here. Because these guys worked hard to to crank that film out, man. Appreciate so, that. Appreciate I know. That. I know it doesn't mean much coming from me, but I'm proud of you guys. All right? Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank pass you. pass on somebody the, crying over here. Pats on the back. Pats on the back. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Um are Christmas presents necessary? Are they necessary? Mm-hmm. Start with Keith here. Um I think for I think it's just a tradition. Like as far as a kid, like if I when I was a kid and I didn't get what I wanted, like I was mad sometimes like you know not i wasn't really a spoiled kid but i was a kid that kind of looked at all my friends and they had you know xboxes and you know new jordans and stuff and i was just like man i want one of those and then i ended up getting like 
you know, a bunch of clothes from Ross or something like that. And uh, I was a little mad about it. You know what I mean? But for a kid, I think, you know, I think it's important. Like, because some of them are so young, they don't necessarily understand, like, what Chris, you know, what the holidays mm-hmm. are always about. Um, so, you know, for a kid, I think it's, a, I don't think it's necessary, but just to be in that holiday spirit, like, that comes with that for a kid. But as you get older, like, you know, as soon as you hit high school and stuff like that, it's like, to me, it was whatever. Like, I kind of fell out of it, you know, around my, you know, high school years. Uh, yeah for me it's the same thing like as I got older I just kind of stopped like not that I didn't care it's just that it didn't mean anything to me Mm -hmm. I actually get happier now seeing other people open the gifts that I got them than I do receiving the gifts because for me it's like I don't know I feel like I have everything that I want right now Mm -hmm. so for me it doesn't matter but for my kids, I think it's super important for them to get gifts because I'm one of those that's like, you're not going to see other kids have something and you can't have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you so go. they're not going to be the kid. <laughs> like, for me, it's important for them to have that. So mm-hmm. that's just that's where I'm at with it. I, I feel personally that it's just about, yes, yeah, important to give gifts, but the reason behind why you're receiving it. Because I was one of those kids who... I was obviously bad, you know, one of those bad snotty nose kids. <laughs> and um I had I had strict parents and it, it was you got what you deserved and you worked for what you wanted as a kid, you know, growing up. Um a lot of kids this day these days won't understand the value of being four or five years old washing dishes. They won't they won't know yeah. that, you know. And um so whatever we got as far as gifts, as far you you started January if you wanted Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um I think the work ethic behind getting gifts is important, but now having kids, you know, my own kids, it's like, I want to give them the world. And it's crazy because I was always one of those, nah, I don't think you should, but I want to, I want to give my kids because it's like Demari said, it's like, I don't want you to see someone with and you go without. So it's not really competition. It's just like, I have the means. There you go. And you know, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. So I think it's, I think it's pretty important mm-hmm. um, as far as giving gifts to my children, as far as receiving, I, there's no expectancy for me. Mm-hmm. As an adult now receiving gifts, you know, it's I haven't received a lot of gifts. I've I've given a lot of gifts, you know, due to my current child support situation has been kind of <laughs> slowed down a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? I, I hold mine down. No. Take your time, brother. Take I'm, your time. No, nah, because I hold it down and I don't mean to get emotional. <laughs> but I hold it down. <laughs> nah, but um I, I don't think it's as it's it's as important for us as adults now to receive, but rather giving, because like you said, the feeling of seeing someone who maybe didn't have or, you know, don't have the means to give themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I just think that's that would be a reason it would be important to yeah. me. Yeah. Great point. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned, I, th- I think that gifts, they don't mean a whole lot. I mean, especially when you're a kid, obviously, receiving them, it, it means a lot because mm-hmm. you're caught up in all the hype, the Christmas hype. And, you know, one of my favorite Christmases is when my dad bought me a Super Nintendo this is 96, and I remember uh, he bought Madden, and it, it came with Killer Instinct, the game. Oh, yeah. And he fucked up by Madden because I was whooping his ass. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, times like that are great. But as you get older, I enjoy the gift of fellowship more, um, life. Right. You know, also getting older and losing some friends, I just value uh, it's like I'm savoring the moment. So, yeah. you know, give me a hug or a high five, not a high five, but like a handshake <laughs> mm-hmm. and things like that. 
mean more than me. They have more value than any gift. Some people be like, oh, man, Eddie, I'm sorry, man. I didn't get you nothing. Like, I don't need nothing from you, bro. Like, you know, yeah, man. you know, hey, you know, God bless you. You know, I don't want to get all biblical here, but, you yeah. know, I appreciate you thinking about me, but you don't owe me shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, the, 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 month of ho- the month of Christmas, um, I just like to reflect on all of my friends and family that mean something to me and hit them up like, hey, how you doing? Right. And they'll be like, hey, well, I'm sorry I didn't get you nothing. That doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah. It's all it's, material. It's all material. As long yeah. as you acknowledge that, you know, you care about me, then that's great. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think even the older you get, the the better at giving gifts you get also. Right. Like, yes. you know, sometimes when I was a kid, I would get, like, my my parents, like, cologne or, like, some stupid earrings or something. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, oh, she wears <laughs> earrings or whatever, so this would be cool. But now I'm starting to, like give gifts that I know people need. Yeah, like right. I give somebody right. a book or oh, yeah. um <clears throat> I give like, you know, my nieces and nephews like something where they can have fun but also learn at the same time. So stuff no, like you that. never go wrong with a Walmart gift card because everybody needs to go to Walmart every That right. might that might be a good idea because I'm tired of buying pots and pans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> put about forty dollars on a Walmart gift ahead. card. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm gonna go ahead and mess with the gift card. <laughs> you just get a Walmart gift card, go to Subway because you don't want to offend anybody. So yeah. you do it. You make it a general. Yeah, you know, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Subway, Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. don't get nobody a plan. Yeah, sometimes it's better to give maybe. people gift cards in certain situations because if you gave everybody something that they if you, you you felt they actually needed, it'd be some inappropriate gifts. Yeah. 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 It'd be like, why did you give me a sex toy? What the fuck is this? That one nigga that got too many kids, you get him a box of condoms. Wow. <laughs> hey, man, I got you a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, man, we just going to uh, Yeah, babe, we just going to hit this. We going to get this gym membership for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> we we, we going to hit this gym. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's me. I promise. We, we going to do it together. Because I love you. <laughs> okay, that that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, the sex toy thing got That'd me. That'd be a funny skit though, where you can only buy stuff like gifts that people need. That showed your true ugly. feelings. You know what's crazy? Oh my goodness. Me not knowing my dad would be a great gift that you just bought me a dad. I, I would finally know what what would look like. <laughs> okay. Shop with a dad. Guys, can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> just, I just I just want to make sure I'm not alone. You know. You show up with a dad, you, you almost as good as God. I'm telling you. Take and it was right. Ice Cube or Ice Cube looking like he might really he do an ugly up. cry too. What are those? Ice Cube pull up. Hey, is that my son? <laughs> And I'm pulling like yeah 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 yeah. Get in the core. <laughs> I'm in the core, daddy. I'm in the core. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, um, the gifts, or well, at least to us now that we're grown, the the gifts don't mean as much because the value of the holiday means more to us than mm-hmm. you know um, the uh, what the monetary value of a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's why, um, that's how I feel, at least. I, I also, part of like growing up and me not wanting gifts was me not wanting things that I like don't actually want. So like sometimes people will get, you know, I'm obviously thankful for someone getting me anything, but um, sometimes I just don't want the gifts that they got me, whether it's like some sort of like sandals or a sweater or something like that. And... Um, Sometimes, like, they could have just saved their money. Not to be like, sound, it sounds like, you know, a little bit like a prick, but, you know, 
that's just how I feel sometimes. Like, yeah, because who want to get pajamas every day? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. My grandma used to give me socks every Christmas. Yeah, I'm sick of pajamas. And they always the, the, the damn tablecloth checkered pajamas. <laughs> you know what? This is going to sound real fucked up, but why do older people always get you the same shit? Yeah. My grandpa used to get me, okay, I'm in high school, right? I was in high school, no job. He was getting me fucking work penalties. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a message. Sending you, send you yeah. up for your future. He's sending you yeah. a message. I was like, Grandpa, I'm not a construction worker. Yeah, not yet you ain't. That's what he was saying. Not yet you ain't, but I got this application. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on my 18th birthday, my mom got me luggage. That's that's the worst. When you, nah. you, uh, my mom loves me. Sorry. Uh, you open the box and it's full of job applications. Check, check this out. Just recently, my grandfather had his 85th birthday, right? And then all my aunts got together and they all had these gifts that they gave me, opened them up. And each every each and every one of them, it was a sweatsuit. Because he's been getting a sweat, the whole fucking family sweatsuits for like over 30 some years. Yo, y'all oh, don't man. get it. Older people just want us to be warm. Why did, like, it's not about they care about. And uniform. We got a match too. Older people will tell you some shit like you put some socks on before you get sick. You be like, what? Well, it's July, Grandma. <laughs> I got you them damn socks on Christmas. Put them damn socks on with them Jordans. I got some thick ass diabetic socks and some J's. Trying to hoop sliding in my damn shoes because Grandma. <laughs> Shout out to grandmas all across the world. They get their grandkids socks. Diabetic socks? Yeah, oh, I mean. Hey, hold on. What are those shoes? What are those shoes that, that people wear? Like the, the elderly people wear, they only got a strap on them. Uh, and they only come in like four colors. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, oh, the, the plastic looking joints. They, they, they come in like cream. White, black, and That's like what gray. The new Kanye's right. look like low key. They got yeah. memory foam soles. Yeah, the in them. <laughs> they like ninety dollars though. They expensive, but they look plastic and flammable. <laughs> no. And if you run fast, the seams gonna bust. They expensive, <laughs> and they orthopedic, and they're healthy. I got the generic ones at Walmart. Yeah, fifteen dollars, ninety dollars yeah. for some fucking diabetic shoes. <clears throat> Unless you got that gift card, I'm telling you, it's that funny. Walmart gift card. We call them diabetic fives. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even got a jump man on it. It's a dude doing a layup. <laughs> nah, it ain't got a jump man. It got an insulin needle. Oh <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> 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 the diabetic three. <laughs> and if you call now, because we can't do this all day, you get a lifetime supply of insulin. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think, not to elaborate on it too much longer, but I feel like I was the only dude in high school with a robe because I lived out of town for a little bit and my mm-hmm. grandpa would just send a robe. Like, I had a robe. I didn't have pajamas. I didn't have socks. <laughs> I just had a robe. And I, I don't sleep with clothes on TMI, but I had a robe. Mm. You know, when I, you know, want to bundle up. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, shout out to the grandpa sending robes. <laughs> All that's right, comedy. <clears throat> Great. All right, so um, you got you got a robe from your grandpa and socks from your grandma. Yeah, man, that's yeah, that's a perfect combo. Yeah, bundle mm-hmm. up, man. Yeah, that's a Netflix and chill special right there. Yeah. And now when you're single in high school, living with your aunt. Oh shit. <laughs> there was some, some thotties at BHS that would have came over. I mean, you know, I wasn't gonna say nothing on the podcast. Shout out to the thotties that came over. I'm shouting everybody out tonight, uh, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> not. All right, man. Um, quick question. We'll move on. Um, is there any value behind really being humble? Um. We earlier we seen a guy that was. Oh, we gotta talk about the 
the um, age to tell the Santa Claus. Oh, shit. That's right. What is the right age to tell your children that Santa Claus isn't real? And mo- and mommy and daddy have been putting in that overtime to get you these uh, these outlandish and expensive gifts. Mm. I'm going to let y'all handle it. I ain't got no kids. <laughs> that you know of, yeah. As of today. Don't say that. that he I want to hear what you got to say first, Kyrie. Uh, well, uh, for me, I immediately, you know what I'm saying, I... See, I have older parents. Um, I'm 27. I have older parents, older grandparents. Mm-hmm. And growing up, there was no Santa Claus as far as, you know, us believing in them. And it's okay. If you grew up in a black home, this is just for me. If you grew up in a black home, everything black. Mm-hmm. Black Santa Claus, black Jesus, black eyes if you suspended, just black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, there's no way around it. You know what I'm saying? And so. Santa Claus was always me on my way to the store if you deserved it, as I said earlier. So it was it was never, you know, the Santa Claus that we think of that comes down the chimney. And do, and then and then again, they switched it to say Christmas was, you know, the birth of Jesus, the birth of Christ. And, you know, that's that's really what we celebrate. That's why we give the gifts, because the wise men gave gifts. So it was really learning, learning about Santa Claus and the household I grew up in came from school and everything outside of home you know what i'm saying and just to fit the theme of the 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 people are the public let me say the public so that's really how i learned about it and, and I, I i tell my kids now to this day that i play santa claus <laughs> because you know if if there was a, a white guy or a black guy or whatever whatever nationality race sex he could be if he came and spent his money and his time to buy you gifts that wouldn't be a problem to me, you know, mm. especially with my child support situation. <laughs> you know, I just want to elaborate on that. <laughs> and if you listening, I ain't getting paid for this, so you can't really take nothing from me. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's important to you know you let them you let them celebrate, you let them be festive, you let them learn, you educate, but you also let them know your standards behind how you want to raise them and what you want them to believe in, because our children are like our mirrors and they they will with their reflection of us and they will you know they will spit back to you what you put into them and so it's important for me personally to let them know immediately like there's no santa claus but we will celebrate this like this and you will learn you know how to be festive in the seasons there you go that's real um so for me just from here now i think it depends on your upbringing because for me i grew up Hearing that there was Santa Claus, so and and not not once did I ever think like, oh, my mom not going to work for me. It's Santa Claus getting me everything, mm-hmm. because it wasn't like every single gift came from Santa Claus. But I do like the side where, like, if you think about it, none of us have ever seen Santa Claus. It's all our imagination, mm-hmm. right? And like for me, I love to like allow my kids <laughs> to have an imagination. And get that experience of like, so on Christmas, there's always like a whole event set up where Santa Claus come to the door, the kids go out, put out like reindeer food, feed the reindeers, all that stuff. And like seeing that stuff, like the happiness that come with it, like Santa Claus coming out, read a story, uh, open up a gift with them and then leave. That's it. And for me, it's like I wouldn't want to take that experience away by being like, 
yo, that's a regular dude coming to the door. He's fake, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I want him to know, like, your dad worked hard for these gifts and nobody else ever helped me get these gifts. Like, I'm not, I'm just not like that. Yeah. And besides that, if you can't afford it, you could always say Santa just got robbed. <laughs> he was going to bring it, but, you know, you know, you got somebody, you know, put it off on. Or child support took it. Yeah. <laughs> now that go. So, yeah. You got to talk to Santa. Hey, yeah. was the, you acting up? Because he knew. Or the, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but he knew. Or the county. <laughs> okay. Or, 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 or talk to your mama. Either way. Oh, man. There, there is, like, that transition, though, when you when you start. Like, I think you mentioned it before the podcast. Like, like um, if you grew up in an apartment your whole life, yeah. you try you putting two and two together. Like, dang, like, we ain't got no chimney. <laughs> <laughs> we got a window, but <laughs> wait. So did y'all did y'all believe in Santa Claus growing up, dude? First of all, I mean, I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, because you know the influence, and you know your parents ain't. It's not like they're lying to you, but they're not gonna tell you. Yeah. And then you got your school, the school you go to, feeding you the mm-hmm. bullshit, and you're like, oh, Santa. <laughs> And it's like, especially being black, like the whole theory of a fat white man sneaking in your house is just pretty fucked up. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, how is Santa getting in here? I don't have a chimney, you know? And then if you breaking in my house, my dad's going to fuck you up. So how yeah. are you getting in here? The cold part is you was asking all them questions. And you was like, I don't know, but I'm about to go to sleep though before I see him. <laughs> I see him, I ain't yeah, getting I just, nothing. It was really no men coming in my house because yeah. my daddy couldn't even. That's. That's different. Oh, no, that's different. <laughs> okay. My daddy couldn't get in. Wasn't no white take, dude getting take, in. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take okay, your time. if you see a Santa Claus in your house, right, and you're a kid, nobody's gonna think twice, right? But what if it was a black Santa? Would people call the police on him? I think it depends on where you live. <laughs> I think it depends on where you, where you live. Yeah. It, you know, I think. I don't even think that's a like a race thing. I think black people are gonna call. Yeah, call black, people, black people afraid of black people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey yo, hey yo, who is this big ass nigga in my house? He's a big ass sandwich and shit. Shout out to my shout out to my Hollywood dad. I for that. A black Santa would get too comfortable. Like you would leave the cookies out and the milk, and he'll be like making himself a sandwich. Yeah. Oh my he goodness! Black that's, Santa eat no, other shit. No. He won't even eat the cookies and milk. That's when I almost stopped the whole Santa thing. I had to eat the cookies one night. Oh yeah, everybody can't cook. I was in there full. No, everybody can't. Cook. I was so full. I was like, I'm gonna just tell him that Santa not real. Then nobody eat the cookies. Couldn't do it. I was in there like about to die, and I did not want to throw those cookies. Away. That'd be crazy to walk in your house and see a a black man. <clears throat> Because he's not gonna wear the he's not gonna wear the suit right. He's gonna be sagging the suit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he'll be sagging us. He's gonna have Timberlands on. These black Wait. Tims. He gotta be gang affiliated. So if Wait, he a crib, guys, he definitely guys, wearing it. He got a puff ball on top of New York hat. It's Uncle Jesse. I think Wait. it's it's kinda weird how we're stereotyping. I was gonna say, are, are, we, are we profiling it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you, ain't nobody go. We don't black people don't wear our clothes right half the time. Yeah. So just imagine seeing a black Santa. Not all black people, because I you know, I dress right. Me and, me and Eddie see the problem with this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... Hey. It is somebody what it is. Somebody got to be honest around this. Nah. <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know what I'm That'd be crazy. You come in there, you see Santa with a blunt in his mouth. You're like, yeah. nigga, get out of my house. Smelling like <laughs> brute. He got, he got on brute cologne. I'm like, oh, that's how he getting back to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to get ha, 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 ha. Oh, man. 
the black Santa looking like Christopher Wallace and shit. <laughs> Give me the cookies with milk, milk it cookies. <laughs> it's funny because all we really have left is uh, Thanksgiving food. You know, black people don't throw Thanksgiving food away. We talked about that on an old episode. Yeah, we don't. Black people don't throw that. I'm still eating Thanksgiving food. Oh, man. I probably be eating Thanksgiving food till New Year's. That's when this New Year knew me. Yeah, this nigga eating bacteria. <laughs> New, Year, New Year dead you. <laughs> hey, man, look, long as your microwave work. Oh God! Ooh, Nothing's bro. off limits. Don't do it, man. It's too late for that. Yeah, don't, man. All right. <laughs> I think we've came to a conclusion. On hey, that. is that Patty Labelle pie still at the crib? I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I was supposed to go over there three days ago to get this pie. I might have to go tonight. Cause I'll we walk bought, home so to let y'all in. We we bought a pie for the movie and we didn't end up using it. It was one of them Patty Labelle pies that you know everybody was in an uproar over, and uh, we didn't end up using it for the movie. So. So now I was just sitting at DJ house. Y'all just gonna keep pressing about this little patty ass patty pie? I mean, you saying that, but you probably didn't dabble. <laughs> <I ain't nothing>. <laughs> 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 it's really keep pie, but I'm I'm trying to go half. You can have that, man. Okay then. Cause you was, you know what I'm saying? He dang near busted a nut when you seen him. <laughs> First off, let's clear, I didn't expect that to let's, him. Let's clear that. <laughs> Let's clear this up. You seen I, that pie? I was like, oh. I didn't bust anything. Okay, I didn't bust anything. That song, uh, and I jizzed in my pants. No, no, yeah, no. Nah, I didn't do that. Me nah. neither. I don't remember that one. Yeah, either. if if only you knew. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. I I just think ultimately, um, in regards to Santa Claus, it's it it does depend on parenting. Um. Uh, but if I was to have kids, it's kind of hard because it also depends on who your wife is oh, yeah. or your fiance or whatever. Like, because you, you might want to say some shit. She'd be like, no, babe, don't say anything. Or she might be the type that's like, fuck it, tell them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it all kind of plays a role. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, totally complete different topic. Is making a first impression fake? Mm. You got to think about it. Is making a first impression fake? Let me just give you an example. Imagine you go to a job interview, right? You go to a job interview. You tell them, hey, I'm available nights and weekends. I'm on time. I'm a hard worker. Here's my resume, you know, and everything's great. And they hire you, right? And then you're doing all the things you got to do. Three months into the job, you show, start showing up late. Then you start missing work. And then they're like, this motherfucker lied to me. So... Is making a first impression fake? And if you're trying too hard to make a first impression, is that fake? Go ahead, Keith. I think I think it depends on the setting. So, like for instance, like when we were talking about when we met the dude Justin that helped us with the movie, mm-hmm. um, I think all of us was pretty like authentic. Like we were, we were pretty transparent about like what we do. We were you know cracking jokes and you know just being <clears throat> ourselves. Um, but certain situations like that, when you're meeting like an employer or something, <clears throat> I think there's a uh, like a facade you kind of put on or like code switching a little bit. Even what you're wearing, like I I went to like my last interview with like a button up shirt on, my shirt tucked in, stuff like that, and um, I don't really wear no button ups in my regular life. So I think that's part of it. You know what I mean? You just (laughs) your prison chasing changes a little bit, and you code switch. And I'm not calling like the people at HR nigga or anything like that. (laughs) I mean, 
but I don't know. What about you, DJ? Um, I think that I don't think that is a hundred percent fake. I just think that it's a different version of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the fact that like the fact that you can even do that says that it's in you, and you know when to use that in different settings. Mm-hmm. Like the person you're gonna be in front of your friends. It's not going to be the same person you're going to be at a job interview, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same person you're going to be in front of, like, just a girl or, like, it's, like, different, like, you just use different versions of yourself in different areas. Yeah. Um, it's just that certain settings allow you to be more of your, like, laid-back self, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily fake. It is fake what you put on that application, though. <laughs> you, <laughs> definitely, you definitely had to do that. You but I think, I think, uh, I think it's all like that, though. Like how you say the job. They get, like three months later, they find out you showing up late, you're doing all this. The same thing if you meet with a girl for the first time. You're mm. going to be one way, and then three months later, she's going to find out your feet stink. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Something crazy. Like where, where she like, hold on, wait. I didn't see that the first, first time we met. That's real. So I think it, that literally applies to every aspect. Uh-huh. Even like with us, when we first met. We didn't know nothing about each other. Everybody was like trying to figure each other out. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. let y'all know, them interviewers be being fake with y'all too. Yeah. Like you find out different stuff when you actually start working with people. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Or just yeah. how they describe the job. Very true. Yeah. I walked, the first day I walked into my job, my uh, supervisor was like, Yeah, we have so much fun here. The kids hate it. The kids hate it. We haven't had fun yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the opposite, though. Have you ever left the interview and you'd be like, man, I should have never lied on the application. I ain't gonna know what to do when I start. Man, look. Wait, I'm mad they hired me. (laughs) And then you get there and you'd be like, what? This is easy. Why y'all make it sound like rocket science and all we're doing is tracing letters? Yeah, they they make the the verbiage is different. Yeah. You are an assistant accountant director of applications. (laughs) You're gonna be filing shit when you get there. You're gonna be filing shit. You and Keisha are gonna be filing shit. That's it. That's it. They gave me this long ass name to say we're gonna put folders in a file cabinet. And I do that for eight hours. (laughs) Nah, but me personally, I think first impressions are always the last impressions, you know, um, with certain people. You meet certain people and, you know, they gotta, some people have this shell that you gotta rub them the right way, you know, to get who they are. And some people just give give you themselves right up front. It just, it's all about how you, perceive that person or how you take in what that person is giving you mm-hmm. personally um going to a job i've lied on many applications i'm not even going i'm t- i didn't have degrees i didn't <laughs> I, I could work Doctor. holidays weekends um shout out to everybody that hired me um you know i've, I've worked kitchen maintenance but it the, what you tell that person you know um it's basically to show them that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to work here or to to be a part of this company or, you know what I'm saying, to get this job. So that impression, because I'm I'm sure that some applicant, I mean, some bosses are, you know, they know you lying, but <laughs> he went through the great lengths to get this job. Yeah. And so I dig that. And that could be his best impression of you. Like, I know damn well you ain't had 12 jobs in the past six months. Mm-hmm. But you went to great lengths to get this job. It shows me you want to work. It shows me that you're dedicated for these three months probationary period. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hire you. And I think having a having that you know that impression on certain people, it, it, it could be it could be really good. It could, it could work out well for you. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's not so much just being fake, but it's just like. This is what I would do if I really did this shit, but I don't really do this shit, so I'm I don't really do that. But I'm gonna tell you I do it because <laughs> I want to show you my drive and determination. Mm, That's so. real. So misleading them basically. Yeah, just lying <laughs> a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just use the big word like the jobs to make you know make it seem the like cold I'm part bullshit. Is, the cold part is they sit in the interview, listen to all that, knowing that they whether you know that stuff or not, they're gonna have to train you. Mm-hmm. Like the same amount of time, no matter what. Yeah, or knowing if they're gonna hire you or not, because yeah. you could be giving your best spiel and not get the job. Yeah, so I think DJ made a great point earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. d- depending on the certain settings, um, whether it's you know meeting with a woman or uh, a job interview or whatever, because your first impression in certain situations, you do kind of want it to be solid because mm-hmm. you want it to last. But this is what we don't realize. We don't realize is. In certain situations, being your wholesome self is better than not because mm-hmm. ultimately you're going to revert back to who you really are. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, like if we if we really like a woman and we're not transparent about our expectations because it's either two things, obviously, that we want to do with women, you know, either it's the it's the hooking up or it's the like the long term shit. So when we first meet her and we just want to hook up and we just and some people just try to be the super nice guy when in actuality, you ain't trying to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if you say, "Hey, let's go back to my place," then it ain't happening. You right. know what I'm saying? And we know that. We like, know yeah. it, and we know that. So that's why we basically will put out this persona. And I think we've all done it as men, just as as people in general. Let's speak from a very general place. Women mm-hmm. do it too. You know, they're just this really wholesome, down home girl. When you know damn well she was at club at the club all Nasty. for months. Okay, but that's just what people do. Um, in regards to psh, so work, ba- basically, you're saying like if anyone was completely honest, you wouldn't able, you wouldn't be able to get nowhere in life. Can't get a girl, you can't get a job, you can't Honestly. get. Well, a lot of people are so judgmental that even when you, even when you are faking it, that impression, you know, what I'm saying you still kind of you're hesitant to open up or you're hesitant to give her. So just imagine being completely honest mm-hmm. and a person just accepting you 100 percent for who you are. You know that's kind of that's that's kind of hard to do. Trans. Well, that's an awesome awesome point. But what he's saying too is is indirectly that transparency is is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. If you're completely transparent, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, lie to me, motherfucker, lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you lying to me like everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. You know who, you know who lie? Salesmen lie, right? Oh God. Oh, yeah. So. So, <laughs> so when you go into an interview or when you go on a like a first date with a girl, what are we all doing? We're selling ourselves. We're selling yeah. yeah. Like at that point, we all become salesmen. So a little bit of what you're gonna say is gonna be a lie. I can offer you this deal. I thought you was, but it's say. not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, hold up, swole up. I can <laughs> offer you this dick. <laughs> this, guys, guys. Well, this day and age, there's, there's, so um, many, there's so many D words. Come on, I could have said, uh, uh, could offer you a donut. Uh, could have been anything. Well, in this day and age, it's not a lot of in person or a lot of physical hookups anymore as far as dates and far as in this day and age at least 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not that old, but growing up, it, you really had to be in front of a woman and be like, yo, you had to sell yourself. Now, how many Instagram followers you have? Yeah, how many likes sold. you got? Yeah, it's, it's that, that whole first impression, it hits them before you even meet them. Because that's in an hell. instance with me, that's crazy. My girl, it was like, I liked you for so long, and like I didn't even know you. But mm-hmm. you, she knew where I played basketball. She knew what restaurants I frequent. I called the police on her twice because <laughs> I felt like you know what I'm saying. But she knew, and that's the crazy. Thing. She knew. She was like, I know you. I've heard about you. I've seen you around. I just never spoke to you. And you've been doing this for two years. And then if I finally, you know, so this age, this day and age is different. So impression and certain instincts. That's important. That's a jewel right there. Like, first impressions don't really even get to exist anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. Because when women take interest in you, they've seen your ass. They've been paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. You've already made an impression on them. There are some things, though, that they can meet you in, in person and be like, yo... Like right away, be like, that's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hey, you was taller on TV. <laughs> yeah. The height, the height is a real thing. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Let's not talk about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. Did I, did I offend you, brother? Shout out to all my five nines out there. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Kyrie five nine. <laughs> Come on, man. Just put my business out there. Never mind. You see, I just put my business out there like that Kyrie five nine, y'all. Just in case y'all looking. <laughs> I'm gonna look six two in this movie yeah. coming out December twenty third. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> I'm gonna look six two. Uh, shout out to uh, Blue Pair out there too. Oh yeah, my man, he a legit five five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, we're not gonna. He be like eighth grade softball player. We're not gonna. Shout out to my boy Blue Pair. I love you. It's like it's like Keith said. Just shout out to him. We're not gonna. <laughs> oh, dang. wow, man. That that is a real thing though for for people though. It's like a, the height, especially like I think uh, women. I, I was talking to on a previous podcast about like how women will see you on social media and just based on your their pictures or your pictures they have they assume that you're a certain height i don't know how you can tell in a picture i guess you can tell sort of like if a person is short they gonna like kevin hart is short you know what i mean he don't look like he six three or anything like that but not at all um definitely like you know sometimes you can surprise a girl by how tall you are surprise a girl by how short you are and uh yeah it could get ugly yeah mm-hmm. You know, it's weird, though. I, I've had a chick tell me that. Um, we met up. I brought her dinner. Well, I brought her lunch because we, we were talking. I was like, hey, let's just kick it. So I brought her lunch. We met up. And, she's, and then she was like, uh, oh, I, you look like you were taller. And I was like, short as hell. Wait, you thought she thought you were she thought shorter I than was, She thought I was taller. Oh, she wow. Thought what like you are six, now? Yeah, I'm like. Right, you tall. I'm like 6'2". <laughs> she thought I was like 6'5". That's crazy. Thought him like, <laughs> like, what kind of fantasy do you got? You thought you were meeting fucking Kobe or something? <laughs> that was if, if she was smaller, say, she probably wanted to get picked up. She probably liked to get she probably nasty. Whoa, she probably did. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, probably want to get because you know some girls they they have this thing in their mind already when they see you. Yeah, what they you know? No, nah, he's right. Out. She probably the same way guys have yeah fantasies about them. They have fantasies about definitely them. yeah. Definitely. definitely. I'm still stuck on that though. Hmm. Like that gotta suck. You six two and some girl walk up like not even impressed. Like That's oh. why you turn into Tyrese. <laughs> what more do you want from me? Gotta, I just want my baby. At that point you gotta start singing. At that point. Just sing you six two 
And, and you big. You know, pause. Pause. You know, he got a little size on him. Pause. I don't know how to make it sound like that. He work out. The man work out. What best, best thing to do is stop, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, man work out. pausing it and just hit that little square. Yeah, yeah. man. I'm Fast just, forward. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, man. I mean, everybody can't be, you know, 5'9 and sexy like me. So I just, you know. This I, is a podcast, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Embrace just, it. Yeah. I'm just giving them that visual before they go see Confession, <laughs> December 23rd, 2018. I don't want the visual. I think, I think, I think we definitely dabbled in this topic long enough. All yeah, right, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions? Do you believe in them? I'll go ahead and I'll chime in on this later. Keith, what you what you got? Um, the ones that I usually set end up getting broken January 5th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on. Hold on. Specifically January 5th? Nah, I just threw a number out there. But uh but I think <clears throat> I think um I try, like I try to set specific goals. Like I think I need to do more of it because that's like one of the keys that successful people do, like write down their goals. But um I try to like just um, change my mindset going into the new year. Like um, last year, I was you know going into like after graduating school and then you know going into the new year, I was focused on like writing more and you know doing more of the film stuff and um, you know around you know the summertime, I really started you know doing more and more like videos and stuff like that. So I think. <clears throat> Most people, I think for most people, most people don't really have like the stick to itiveness to actually, you know, go with their um, their New Year's resolutions. Um, but for me, it's more like more of a mindset. You know what I mean? Just try to change your mindset to increase um, the stuff that you are already doing to be more persistent, be more consistent. Um, because, like I was saying. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And then, you know, a few days go by or a few weeks go by and you're still back in your old habits. Um, you know, nothing's really changed. But if you go into it just saying like, OK, I'm going to be more focused this year. I think you'll you'll um, like if you like it'll just feel better overall if you're accomplishing things like mm-hmm. little small steps. Definitely. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> um, for me. I don't really mess with the whole New Year's resolution thing because the one everybody uses is weight loss. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you would even say my New Year's resolution is for me to to lose weight tells me that you know right now you need to lose weight. So why would you wait? It's December. What is it? December 15th? You can start today working on your New Year's resolution and... The reason why most people don't stick to those New Year's resolutions is because it takes, it's like proven, it takes 21 days of doing something to build a habit. Mm-hmm. So you're not just going to, on January 1st, have a whole new habit. I'm yeah. in the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Especially because New Year's is such a big holiday. People getting drunk, people yeah. eating good food. Like, how your, how your New Year's resolution is to stop drinking, but you drank on New Year's? <laughs> <laughs> you already failed. <laughs> already. Them don't go together. <laughs> it's yeah. like the expectations of setting a New Year's resolution is so high, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. I'm personally not going to set a New Year's resolution to have somebody on January second be like, "Hey, man." Mm-hmm. You got 364 days to yeah. finish doing what I'm you never, said you was going. No. Yeah. I can't do it. I, I would just set a personal goal that I would want to reach. 
and I would put an amount of time on that and I would strive to achieve that goal. I wouldn't say, okay, new year's new me because new year, new me means old you was trash. Now you got to reinvent yourself this year just to say next year how you're going to be a new you when you can become a new version of you every day with, like Keith said, just being focused and consistent and persistent in things that you want to accomplish. But yeah. because I'm I'm overweight for my sexy five nine, and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not gonna, unless I have a role or I'm being paid. I'm not going. I'm not gonna do it. That's right. I think I, I think we I think we should focus more on like just trying to evolve. Right. Versus like you know like Pokemon. It's like you go to. <laughs> That's a stupid reference. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Like Charmander and Charizard and all that. Um, so you know it's still the same, but it's just a little bit more like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I think you bomb with that Pokemon amount analogy. Hey yeah. man, somebody, <laughs> somebody out there going to appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just that's just that's just the thing for me. Like setting a New Year's resolution. I mean, of course, it's festive. Like going, kind of going back to the Christmas topic, it's festive, and you know, it's it's kind of been a, it's been a thing for a while. So you kind of getting used to. It. I mean, you know, you're used to it, and you're getting the swing of it. But I mean, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go about setting any. I just, you know, I, I strive to be better next year than I was last year, which means accomplish something. You know, what I'm saying, no matter what it is, accomplish something. If if I made thirty dollars this year, I'm gonna make. Fifty dollars next year, and that's just a, you know, so I can put it on my child support. But I'm gonna accomplish something. <laughs> I'm gonna be better next year than I was this year. But it starts with being better every day because once your mindset is better, mm-hmm. then whatever you set out to accomplish is you know gonna be better. I feel like you shouldn't wait till January first though, just simply because your year is messed up if you try to wait till then. Like oh, yeah, you right, should be already, right. you should already be working on like right now on December fifteenth. You started to be working on 2019. Exactly. Like, you're exactly. not just going to start something new on, on January 1st and think it's going to work. It's mm-hmm. not happening. So, if, I wanna, if you want to quit smoking, you might want to start today. So that yeah. by January 1st, you know that after this day, I can really, all of 2019, not smoke a cigarette. Right. Yeah. At all. That's just like, if that's what you're trying to do, lose weight, whatever. Because like I said, it takes time to build a brand new habit. You're not going to just wake up one day. And it just happened because it's a new year. That's like true. the new year, new me thing does not exist. And it takes consistency because I, same, to set up something, you. that's hard to do. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? And you could be mentally strong and you can be, you know, have the support. But it's hard to continue something for so long as far as a long-term goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to keep up. So, I mean, just like he said, focus and Things will get better for you every day. Just like you said, kind of DJ, things will get better for you every day. That way, by the time it gets there, it, it may not be as hard as it was in the beginning, but you have a routine and you can, you can push toward that end game goal. You know, uh, Personally, I think uh, New Year's resolutions are bullshit. And the reason why I think they're complete bullshit is because we're creatures of habit. Right. And as long as we're in this, this habitual mind state... And let's say you're a person that wants to stop smoking weed, but you're smoking weed, smoking weed, smoking weed, smoking weed, smoking And then all of a sudden you're like, January, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You should have stopped smoking weed already because whatever you're doing, first of all, it doesn't have to be weed. I don't, I'm not weed shaming people, but okay. But <laughs> whatever you're doing now, it's, it's, it's stunting your progression. So mm-hmm. 
you're not just going to stop doing something. You have to gradually come to a stop. Right. Mm-hmm. So why are you bullshitting? You should have yeah. been, you should have already been doing this shit. Yeah. It's, it, people who are mediocre or average at life in general, they will keep making these resolutions and keep failing. If you sucked in 2018, you will suck in 2019. You're only you're only saying these things to make yourself feel good. I'm going to stop doing this at this time. You're right. only doing that because you feel good lying to yourself or lying to people. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Everybody knows this person. You know that person that says, "I'm gonna lose weight," or "I'm gonna do this," or "I'm gonna do that," or "I'm gonna do that," and they've done this like fucking seven years in a row. That's right? me. That's me. All right. Well, I'm not being derogative. All I'm saying is, that's me. I was supposed to lose weight. Yeah, I think we've all we've all been. We, none of us have been straight shooters, right. bro. Okay, right. so <laughs> right, right. let me say that. Um, there's been many times where I was like, "Man, like I'm doing bad." That this like be like five, six years ago, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm doing bad. Like I got to do better next year. Doing bad again, man. I'm doing bad. I got to do better next year. I'm doing bad. I got to do better." It's like you consciously know where you need to be, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're not doing it. Yeah, it's like you find this amount of comfort in an uncomfortable situation. Mm. So you're just sitting back. Letting life take its course, and you're not, you're not channeling your your higher self. You're just staying at this mediocre level, and you're not getting there. If you're listening to this, and you're thinking, "Oh, that's me," get your head out of your ass. Stop bullshitting. You should have been started doing what you were doing. You, I mean, you should have been starting what you want to be. It has to start now. Yeah, yeah you know it's whether it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's never gonna fucking happen. I mean, we're habitual people, so. If you if you're if you're going to let's say for example you struggled you didn't make a lot of money you want to make more money you can't just say I want to make more money it starts with conversations with people mingling with people networking with people it's like it it builds over time so if you said I want to make more money and you started talking to somebody at the gym that has a good job and they point you in a different direction and then you just start you start like networking with people and all of a sudden probably five months into 2019 now you got a new job and you're making more money it's because you started the last fucking year yeah mm-hmm. you didn't start in january you start yeah. it as soon as possible as soon as you see a problem you got to take care of it mm-hmm. it's just like you go in for regular checkups to the doctor to see if you're all right yeah how the fuck are you gonna just all of a sudden you never go to the doctor and then you just show up and you're all fucked up and then you're like oh i'm fucked up well, you would have known that had you went a long time ago. Right, Don't yeah. know if that's the greatest analogy. I'm just saying. It was worse than the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. <laughs> and I was going to say, those people you make conversation with at the gym that make money, could you could you help? I, no, I got this situation I'm trying to... I think... County. Look, I don't want to get too personal, but since I'm being vulnerable here, there was a time where... Um, I was working at this probably about five or six years ago, working at a job, wasn't really making shit, knew I was broke, but I had to stay in that situation, worked at the same job, did the same thing, didn't do anything. And then I had a buddy that was in my ear about truck driving, and I was like, man, that's I remember, not to cut you off, but I remember like we would have conversations, and I was like, I've been, I was in school for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like when I was in college. And, um, you would just be like, yeah, I'm I'm cool. Like, I don't need a lot of money. Like, I, I'm cool with living a regular life. And um, that was always like, it wasn't strange to me. Knowing you as a person, I, I, I understood what you were saying. Yeah. Um, but I definitely see, like, how your mind frame has changed mm-hmm. from, from that point. 
So it's a switch. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's the same thing happened with you with school. Mm-hmm. That shit just turned on, and you was just full force, mm-hmm. and then you got your degree. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of like it comes from a very organic place. Yeah, like all of a sudden you like fuck this shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. That's how to literally it. what happened. Yeah, yeah. that's it, ta- it. Takes like a certain, maybe like a certain experience. Yes, or or something for you to get tired or something. There you go. Right. It's discomfort. I think comfort is like the enemy of like success. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So you have to get. I feel like people who are uncomfortable usually end up better off. That's real. Right? Yeah. So. It, life is almost like a bully slapping you in the face, and you mm-hmm. got to fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. You know, right. unless you just like enjoy the Nipsey getting... Hustle slap too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was unless fast. you just enjoy <laughs> unless you enjoy getting your ass whooped. Yeah, because no. life will do that to you. Yes, it will. I'm telling you. Yes. Uh, what I wanted to say though is like with the with the New Year's resolutions, um, I don't really know the real definition of resolution, but um, I think if you go in setting like goals that are like um, like encompassed within a year. I think that can totally change like that negative um, idea that we have on it to where it's like, okay, in 2019, I want to make this amount of money or in 2019 finesse, we want to drop four movies or, you know, stuff like that where it's not as, uh, it's not, it doesn't have that same um, laziness about it as Mm -hmm. far as like, you know, I want to stop smoking. I want to stop drinking. I want to work out. So, but I think even with that, cause like the, the whole thing is not, whatever your goal is. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is the fact that you even came up with that resolution means you know it's a problem right now. Like, you're not creating yeah. a, re- a resolution mm-hmm. over a a future problem. Like, it's something you know is... <laughs> you, it's not, like, that is so man, true. I can, I, I can already tell I'm be overweight in six years, so let me just go ahead. <laughs> like, no. Like, you already know what's going on right now. So, like, like that that works, like what you're saying, but... It's like I was saying, you got to start right yeah. now. Like, you yeah. can't be like, I'm going to just chill for these next, like, 16 days. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when the first comes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, world? <laughs> you know I mean, new, new me. Year, new me, yeah. <laughs> new me. I deleted a bunch of numbers. I'm new. You know I mean? Ain't happening. Don't be new you doing the same bullshit you was doing last year. Yeah. Because that's, you're that going tends to, to happen. Bro, you're going to. As soon as... So with doing like new stuff, it's always gonna be like trial and error. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the first time there's an error, like you say, like how, like to use your I'm gonna stop smoking weed example. The first time you smoke weed that year, I don't care if it's March first, you've been good for two months. The first time you smoke weed, you're gonna be like, damn, resolution broke. Might as well keep smoking. Yeah, you're back at it. Right back at ground zero. Now you gotta wait till January first, two thousand twenty. Oh my gosh. To try not to smoke weed again. Yeah, yeah, like the same thing over and over. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be like failure within, like, what you're trying to do. So Yeah. No, that's a great point. Um, another thing, too, you know how they say speak things into existence? Mm, yeah. I think that's great, but I think a lot of times you do need to internalize these things. Keep them to yourself and you and use it as a form of action. Right. Like, you know, you guys know what you want to do with Finesse Entertainment. You know where your projection is. You don't have to tell everybody, I'm going to do this because Vanessa Entertainment going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's more or less you putting in the fucking work yeah, to you. make it happen. Just right. like me and Keith are on this podcast every week, 38 episodes, not one week missed mm-hmm. for a reason. Like there's a higher purpose to this shit. So 
that's why it's very important to not only you can like I said you can speak things into existence but the the work has to be there right okay yeah. that's why right. I, I like people that do the work even if if the results aren't showing like they'll be like oh well we ain't really making no money doing this but if I could look and see man these guys got to tape up every week these guys got you know so and so every week these guys got all these hours of footage these guys got all you know and I'm like okay it's not always about who's getting the most attention who's putting in the work the work yeah mm-hmm. it's a marathon. Yeah. So as long as you're making forward progress, you're good. Like if you're standing still or going backwards, and standing still is just as bad as going backwards. Yeah, by is. the way, yes it is. Yes it is. If you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There you go. Yeah. So, Dedication. Even if you're going forward a little bit, like mm-hmm. inching forward, it's better you, than yeah. Standing it's better still. than like being stagnant. Yeah. yeah. That that whole thing, like you said, the whole thing is just. It's just about expectation when you say shit like that, you know, because now you're you're speaking into existence and everybody is expecting you to there uphold you that shit. And you and there is no work when you're speaking it. It's an idea. You know what I'm saying? And and you're held to an expectation. And when you don't it, when you don't present that expectation or you don't fulfill that expectation, let me say, then now we look at you like, well, you bullshit. Yeah, that's why. But that's why before you put that out there, you better know. Like some people because some people will create that expectation. Mm-hmm. To push them, because now it's like, dang, I done told everybody. Now I gotta do. No, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, like a boxer's mentality. Yeah, He's, like you're right, but I think people that put stuff out there, they're not very cognizant of what they're saying. Yeah, they're only yeah. saying it based on the fact that they're using it as a motivational like mechanism. When in actuality, they don't have the fucking work. Because if they did, they wouldn't have to run their mouth. You wouldn't have ain't to no, say it because no, it'd be yeah. there. It's just talking. If you don't got, first of all, if you don't have a plan, you just talking. Yeah, that's yes. it. That's it. Like I'ma just like that means you woke up that day and was like, I'ma just say this. <laughs> like but they say if you fail like, to plan, you, you plan to fail. Yeah. That's like, what but if you got a plan and you know exactly where I'm going and you can say, yo, in five years I'm gonna do this. I'm letting y'all know right now it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you have a plan behind like you yeah, already know your whole course right. of action. Like you have a roadmap. But at that point you can't it's still at that point. You can't be standing still when you say that shit. No, no, no. But that's that's that, why I say, you know, yeah, you have a roadmap and you're already moving. Yeah. Nobody knew you was moving, but you're moving. Like That's real. It's like if you're going out of town, you know exactly where you're going. And you can say, like, look, this is where we headed. Mm-hmm. But if you just get on the freeway and you're just driving, niggas going to be in the car with you. Like, hey, bro, we're not going nowhere. <laughs> 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 your gas going to be like, hey, bro. Yeah. I, hey, bro I, I do think we, I think we do a good job of that, though. Because, like... Sometimes, like, we could be meeting somebody and we could, like, make it seem as if it's, like, way bigger than it is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we can walk into meetings with, you know, suits and ties on or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, just flaunt on the Instagram or whatever. But, like, we're, we're the type of people that are, like, we didn't really show that we were um, dropping a movie or, like, a release date or anything until it was pretty much finished it was done, done. like it was yeah. done shooting because so. we have something to back up what and, we're talking about and even then it was like can we drop this release date yeah <laughs> are we sure like, you want to yo, let yeah. this go is it really going to be done by the 23rd because I'm not trying to say nothing if it's yeah. not right because yeah. Yeah, that you, expectation because you know what it, it's crazy like even if it's just this podcast or whatever you guys are doing whenever you're someone that doesn't have this huge following you don't have this like huge like uh, Drake following you can't be like, hey, everybody look out for this on this date. Because ain't nobody going to give a fuck. Yeah. Put the shit out. Actually be done with it. And then you can release the date. Just like you guys did. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. I hate people be like, hey, I got an album dropping on this date. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it got pushed back. But like, I'm going to drop it. I'll be like, I don't know. 
And I then, don't care anymore. And then fucking win most anticipated album of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Make up an award. Ain't no. Yeah. Most anticipated album of three years ago. Uh, <laughs> Demarier <laughs> Confessions Remix. I mean, you've been putting this out since. Ain't no. Push- oh wait, would you? Ain't no pushback. They tell you the type of attitude I have. If anything got pushed, I would be so mad. Right. Yeah, like, I don't even want to think about it. Let's just. Yeah, Demar ain't know how I am. I, I I'm a quit. <laughs> I, I leave. I drop everything. Craig's no in trouble. Back. Come quick. I, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. I, I think it, I think it's really cool because. Um, it's not every day that you find people that like to create stuff. Being a creative is very, it's not common. It's only common in things like rap. You know what I mean? But you guys are actually skits and film. It's And this is not the best city for that type of, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you lived in Los Angeles, it's more of a place for creatives. But since you live in Bakersfield, it's almost like, okay, he does what I do. He does what I do. But that's it. You know what I mean? Right. So that pushed us more though. Yeah. Like we will never well well for me personally, like I will never get on and tell anybody I'm from LA. Like I'm from Bakersfield. Right. Yeah. And right. I, like and I'll be proud of that because like, oh you're from LA? I expected that. Like Bakersfield is like, no. We got people with skills out here and if you want to write a movie, you can write a movie from Bakersfield. Like mm-hmm. and you don't have to be from LA or none of that. And yeah. I think what we're doing, not to just rag on us a lot, but I think what we're doing is it's going to create a bigger market for our city because L.A. is common and you have it, it. It's a standard that you have to be held to. It's an expectation out here. It's not too many that do it. And us being African-American males that's doing it, mm-hmm. one of the first or the first because there's not too many people that's doing it. You know, this this is opening up a whole new gateway for people to be creative in our city. You know what I'm saying? That way they can get to the L.A.s, the Atlantas, the New Yorks, you know, the the bigger cities. And, you know, with us doing this, why not? Why not push our sound? Why not push our city? That's an amazing point because you also got to remember Anderson Package from Oxnard. Right. I've been there many times. I delivered fuel out there and it's not a whole lot out there. So each time I'm out there now, it really gives you like a visual like, okay, Anderson Package from here. Mm hmm. And you start to really, it starts to like, yo, like Bakersfield is way bigger than Oxnard. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's not a place for creatives, but you can, you can create mm-hmm. as long as you are creative. And it's not just, it's not just us. Like we really got, like, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of talent. Like <laughs> from so much. Like our, our athletes. Yes. The, the NBA the, players. The people that create out here, the rapper, like it's really, even people that's in like video production, like he brought up um, like Blue Pair earlier. Like, it's a lot of creative people out here. Justin, like, we never even run into these people until <laughs> until really? it's time to create. Yeah, like, until it's time to create, and then it's like, oh, you do this? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, we do this. Oh, we can make magic. Like, yeah. it's like, and there's so many of us out here, like. This is probably another topic, though, for, for a different topic for a different time, mm-hmm. but it it could it be that a lot of people are just one-track-minded? Since we're such a small city and L.A. is such a big city and Sacramento and we're in between that, it's like, yo, if I do have this creative gene or I have this creative route, I can go to L.A. and make it mm-hmm. because that's that one track. Or I can go up north and make it because my city's not doing anything. But my thing mm-hmm. is, my thing is, once you make it, put your city on so that the next person doesn't have to go and say, like, like so that when people are watching you, they say, whoa, it's talent in Bakersfield. It's not yeah. like... I'm from Bakersfield, but when I get on, I'm gonna just sound from LA. Like, no, like once you own, you own. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. gonna be like, oh, you from Bakersfield? Ew, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's right. nobody's gonna do that. Like, yeah. and it, it, I've 
because I've met YG when I was when he before he was YG. And YG always came to Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he would broadcast his, you know, his shows on the radio, on mm-hmm. you know, Power 106. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Bakersfield. I got a show in Bakersfield. And people are like, where, you know, what's in Bakersfield? Mm-hmm. You know, cows and shit. But he, yeah. he, he would say that. And when he got to the level he is now, he didn't forget us. And that's an L.A. artist. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that... And, we're a small town, but we do support and we do love talent. When you come yeah. through Bakersfield, like I remember Kobe played in Bakersfield. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Hart just came and did a did a show in Bakersfield. Like they show support, they show love. So why not be the guy from here to it's go really somewhere fun. else and be yeah. that guy and receive that same love mm-hmm. being from a small town like Bakersfield. I will say this though, Bakersfield is actually not small. It's one of the biggest metropolitan cities in California. Well, I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, I'm just thinking <laughs> in comparison like to LA, biggest city in the, in America. I'm just thinking yeah. in, in comparison to LA. Yeah, and you're, the, you're, you're right as far as market wise. Yeah, the major. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you are, right? Especially people here are small minded. So yeah, <laughs> very, very not not I think, everybody. I but, think that people know. don't realize that you could turn your own city into a LA. By you just can. bringing awareness. Like, LA wasn't always what we know it as right now. It wasn't always. Think of Toronto. Yeah. 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 Toronto is LA and Canada. Yeah. And so, <sighs> like, it. It, kind of like what you were saying. Like, if if whoever were to get on, and I don't think there's some artists that are, there's some people that are famous that are, like, Derek Carr, for instance. He's yeah. one of the ones that is always bigging up, like, Bakersfield. They even got their um, <clears throat> car elite you know, the camps and stuff like that. Um, so that's one of the things that are kind of bringing more eyes to athletes and stuff out here. But like, it's super simple. Like if we get on and we start, you know, saying like, you know, we're from Bakersfield, there's a lot of good talent out there. There are going to be agents coming out here to find people and, um, just more eyes out here to, you know, focus on talent, like up and coming talent. So, it just it really takes one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did I do? Like, picture what that do for like kids, mm-hmm. right? Coming Where it's up. like, dang, they said Bakersfield on TV. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Every just time said, I hear it, I'd be going crazy. Well, I went crazy yeah. and yeah. Uh, think like a man too when they was in the casino and uh-huh. said Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. When Mark Wahlberg said it, when him and uh, Will Ferrell did the day, I was like Bakersfield. Yeah. 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 I'm from there. I'm from there. That's big, like some Family Guy jokes. Like it's a. I think even um, Fairly Parker. Odd Parents. It's a bunch but of. But ain't stuff. none of those jokes coming from somebody from Bakersfield, yeah. right? That a little kid in Bakersfield could look what, at and be like, "Dang, he really grew up. He yeah. went to the he he went to the same elementary school I went to. I think, yeah. Right. I, I think that's. I think I would take a lot of pride in that. I think yeah. that'd be yeah. like. Oh, that's that that dude, that trucker dude with I, the podcast. Yeah, I seen mm-hmm. him. I, I seen. I used to always see that guy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know and. To represent my city in such a way that there are other creatives here, and I would literally have them on the podcast so you can listen to them unscripted, you know, get to know who they are, plug whatever they're doing, and then so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that's the great thing about not just, you know, being a podcaster, but having a podcast where you can have people on that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Me and Keith have talked about this a long time ago. Like, we're not going to have anybody on here. That's full of shit. In order to be on this podcast, you have to genuinely, genuinely be in what you're doing. You need to be putting in the work. You don't got to be some star. We're not on Instagram looking for, oh, you need 10,000 likes. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just want people that are doing stuff. If you, go, if you look at all the interviews we've had on here, they've all been from people who are moving. They're moving and shaking. They've been, and we, we like catching people at the beginning. 
I don't want to catch somebody after they've already got endorsed by this person and this person. Yeah. I'd rather get them first, and I, I'll take pride in them achieving something. Mm-hmm. It don't have to be me. Like, I had that guy on my podcast, man. You know the dude that was in the movie with Kevin Hart? He was on my podcast. Yeah. Five years ago, he was on my podcast. That's yeah. what I take pride in, being a part of somebody else's success or growth as well. Yeah. And then coming back home, that's like, that's crazy. Like, blowing up to be that guy. Like you say, starting from the podcast, starting when you're moving already and you set your New Year's resolution <laughs> and you blow up <laughs> and you blow up and you come back home. Yo, it's a different element. Like they love you, the the support that and, and a lot of times you don't get support while you're starting. And exactly. that's life. But when yeah. you come home and you and you just to show that love, it's wild. And that's I think that's what I'm really I'm really in it for. Like, mm-hmm. yo, when I come back. Cause I say it all the time, like yo, I'm gonna go Hollywood. I'm gonna be Hollywood. I ain't talking to you, dude. I ain't messing, dude. But when I come back home, just the aura of me being back—that's the feeling. I think why we should cherish our our town being a small town compared to the other major cities. Because mm-hmm. coming back home, yo, when everybody is close enough to rub elbows, and this is not a LA, when somebody's not in South Central and in Hollywood, there you go. It's like yo, he on Brundage. I'm yep. over here by the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and that's, I went to school with him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know that guy. So that's that's a beautiful feeling in itself. Yeah. That's dope. That it, it is so I like I like I'm curious about like stories with superstars like you'll hear like Jay-Z and Buster Rhymes and Biggie Smalls all went to the same high school or you know, these different stories and you find out like these people were like, you know, like, you know, the Snoop Dogg and, you know, the whole dog pound, they grew up together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just those stories almost, you know, are, um, are, you know, just stories that you can use as a, a person up and coming. Like, hey, if he make it, then I can make it too. Or if, you know, right. this person doing this, then, you know, I'm, I, I got the same amount of talent as him. I could do it as well. So, you know, there's a fact, there's something else that we're not mentioning. I think that, and also in order to make it and, have confidence in you doing it. You have to believe, really believe in what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And you have to know that it's good. I know this sounds kind of fucked up, but there's some people that aren't very self-aware and they put out crap. Mm-hmm. You know, we we heard some guy earlier, and I'm not trying to talk shit, but this dude was doing an interview. He was super cocky. We listened to his music, and he sounded like every rapper in the fucking America. <laughs> so, so <laughs> in order, to, you you, I feel that not only do we do consistently do we do podcast episodes, but we truly believe in what we do and we know we put out good content. It's the same thing with Finesse Entertainment. They put out quality content. They don't put out some fuzzy, uh, fuzzy bad camera work type mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. So, Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> Not no more. We're growing. But I, feel like, I, do grown. Feel like, I do feel like for what we've had, our quality has been as, as great as it could be. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because right. like, there was a point where we was filming on like, cell phones. Got it. Yeah. And people did like people did not know that was a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. Start somewhere, man. Yeah. Just the effort. Even even like with us, it would be like we like in a huddle, like talking on one mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people people can hear it though. Like, oh okay, it sounds better than it. You know, if they were watching some of your videos, they'd be like, Hey, what'd you film that on? Did you have a DSLR or something? You're like, No, we just use I'd be like, What's a DSLR? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I heard you DSL. My phone? <laughs> That's what I heard with DSL was. Stop, stop. My bad. bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in in part to what you were saying, it was like that, that, having that cocky mindset and having, you know, that aura about yourself, that comes with 
bad relationships as well because you have mm. nobody around you, you to go. tell you like, yo, you make the confidence is great, but this is how you have to market yourself because yeah. you know you look foolish. It's just, yeah, like with finesse and with the podcast, it's like we have great relationships around us. Not only being like minded, but the aspirations of where we want to go. So it's like. Keith not he's not gonna let you no. put out some bullshit and you're mm-hmm. not vice versa and mm-hmm. Keith's not gonna let us put out some bullshit and neither is Demar and vice versa yeah. so it's the relationships we have. Great point. It, that's that puts a, you know that puts us in a position to mm-hmm. you know create. Yeah, there's been some things that I wanted to say and Keith was like, "No, nah, you can't do that." Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and me it's too. like it goes it goes to show because you know you know I'm a little bit older than Keith. But that doesn't really mean much in a sense that I may be older than him. But when it comes to like certain stuff, he's like, nah, can't do that. That doesn't look good. Or, you know, you might want to frame it differently or X and Y. Or he'll have some stuff that he want to bring up. And he'll be, I'll be like, ah, this ain't the great. This ain't the best time for it. Right. So it goes back to what you're saying. Having the people around you to kind of tap you on the shoulder and be like, this ain't it, fam. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's, it's, it's also. The, oh, go, go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, great relationship right there. But it's also what you were saying earlier about self-awareness. And with that, not only comes with being able to like look at yourself in the mirror, but also listen to what somebody else is telling you about yourself. Criticism. Where, yeah, like being able to sit there and say, and you might be right. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Because like you can easily be like, no, I'm going to say it anyway. No, I'm right. You, mm-hmm. But when he says like you shouldn't do that, like... You got to be self-aware and confident in yourself to be able to look and listen and say, okay, he's probably right. That's why we shouldn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think you would listen if the person wasn't credible. Right. There was a person that yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. They wasn't th- it's yeah. Keith, Keith is a credible person. So if he says something, you'll think twice and you'll be like, you know what? This, this That does make sense. But yeah. if it's just some random Joe Blow and they're like, nah, man, you can't do that. You'd be like, well, you don't do shit. So fuck you. You got to be coming from a credible. Yeah. Incredible I, was think, I was thinking what I was going to say is like, that's probably like part of not having that dialogue or people around you. Um, that's probably why like, Sometimes there's like quality issues with like, you know, people's albums or like the sequel to movies or something like that. Like if you have a bunch of people around you that are not going to be honest and be like, well, this is not the best or you shouldn't go. You shouldn't take this this way. Um, So I I just think that that's where I was going with that. If you're not. If somebody is not pushing you. And challenging you, what are they doing around you? Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, they just hanging on basically mm-hmm. like i hope you make it but if you don't i'm also yeah i'm good too yeah like i feel like we should all be challenging each other like what if you did it this way mm-hmm. no that's not enough do it again yeah like i feel like that's always that always should be the case like we should be always making each other better that's like that 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 situation happens the bet like the best microcosm of that is on a, a film set because if one of us comes in and then like you know we're doing something and it just doesn't feel right, then somebody else is going to say it like, "Hey, you should, you should do it." And you know, we give them different direction. You know what I mean? Like you should yeah. do it like this, or you should. Even like with Chris, like there's a scene that he had in the movie, and it's like he did he did a great job, and in the rehearsal, he was doing a good job. But I was just like, something don't feel right. It just feels like he's reading the lines, and I was just I just told him like, fumble your words a little bit, like. You're you're trying to you're trying to tell the story and you and obviously you know the lines but act like you don't know what you're gonna say then like the next words that's coming out of your mouth and then like once you watch it or like once you watch the movie you'll be like oh okay like that's 
a better performance than it would have been if he just did it, you know, in a different manner. Oh, so. man, I appreciate you, man. I didn't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you. I think Keith picks and chooses when to reinforce you guys, and I think he did the right time now. Because if you do everything on screen, they'll be like, I feel good about myself. Yeah. You know, you just like. Well, people don't know. Keith's kind of rude. No, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Keith's kind of rude, but but it's, but it, he has he always has your best interests at heart. He's not gonna let you, for real, like straight up. He's not gonna let you look like a fool. And this is the thing, whether he's attached to it or not, he's not gonna let you look stupid, and he's not gonna let you not know something. So, like you said earlier, Eddie, about being credible, he's one of those guys that be like, "Hey, man, you should do it like this." I mean, you can do it however you want. I think you should do it like this and you listen. You take heed to what he's saying because he's not going to let you look stupid. He's not going to look stupid, but he will laugh at your ass if you look stupid. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, <clears throat> gotta love Keith. It's a song we got. Never mind. I'm going to go into that, man. I'm going to just say right now, he going to put that out. I don't endorse it. On the 21st. 21st dropping. Yeah, it's dropping on the 21st, but be on the lookout on the 23rd. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> Go get that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moving forward. We, we live in a world that is where people are easily offended, right? So mm-hmm. are people also saying things intentionally for a reaction? Or are they saying it from their, like, are, do they, are they, Genuinely saying it from their heart, or are they saying things for a reaction? I think um, we're, you were talking about earlier the the video we seen with the rapper, um, mm-hmm. and he was super cocky. I think his whole thing was he was looking for a reaction. Like mm-hmm. obviously he's talking to the world on social media, but he's also talking to people in the studio. So he had an audience that was reacting to what he was saying. So. Every time they ask a question, he's going to give the most extreme answer possible in that moment. And it sounded a little bit ridiculous and a little bit like rehearsed. Um, but I think I do think the majority of people are, you know, looking for those sort of sort of reactions. I think what, what we're doing, um, we almost kind of eliminated that um, more so like not so much in this situation because it's four of us. So there's more of a, you know, like a give and take. But when it's just us sitting here, like there's nobody to react to anything. There like we're go. just talk like you're just, you know, you're just pouring your heart out. So I do think people are looking for wait, what was the my bad, what was the original uh topic? Oh, oh are people saying things for a reaction? Oh yeah. So I definitely think and, and and even beyond saying things, like just doing things in general. Exactly. Like people are posting on social media Thank for you. a reaction there. Um commenting on things for a reaction. Exactly. And, you know. And it, it's it has a it has some positives, but I think most of that is just negativity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think people definitely do things for reactions, and it's like you said, most times it's gonna be negative, just because what gets shared more than negativity. Like when you do something on social media, all you wanted to do is get attention. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't post it on social media. Now, what gets the most attention? In social media is negative stuff because mm-hmm. there's shock value to where you can say, did you see that person get mm-hmm. whatever? People are going to share that automatically. They're going to share that way quicker than positivity, which is 
Like, um, I think last time I was on here, we brought up Mr. Hotspot. That's what I love yeah. about Mr. Hotspot. Like, he the first dude I ever seen positive on social media get love like that. Everything else has to be negative. Like, yep. mm-hmm. something got to be wrong with the person or <clears throat> something ha- something bad has to happen. But I don't. I also don't think that that's just social media. I, I don't think I've ever watched a news, like, episode and seen them touch on positive stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. in the news today... Mm-hmm. Weather bad. Police did this. <laughs> this person passed away. Yeah. This, this, you never see nothing. Like you never see anything positive for real on the news. Like they do like thirty seconds of positivity, and the rest is negativity. And I just don't like watching. And the that. positivity is an animal. Exactly. Come adopt Frankie. <laughs> this dog. This dog that we rescued. But then it turned negative. Quick. Frankie only has three legs. They like, did. Right. They also put the, the positive stuff towards the end of the news. Like they'll, yeah. the 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 big story is always like a murder or yep. you know an election or something in that. But the positive stuff is like dang near the news about to go off and they'll sneak it in real quick. Ninety ten. Right. Yeah. I will say, um, and there's a lot of examples of this. Um, no press is bad, or all press is good press. Yeah. So even if it's negative, like a Takashi six nine. All that bad stuff he did is exactly why he's in the position he's in. Right. Wait, not the jail position. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what position he is when like, he's in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know Takashi if he did. If like, I didn't know who he was. By the time I found him, he already had like six million followers. I'm like, what? Yeah. But all the bad stuff he says is what's mm-hmm. getting his videos clicked on. And videos getting clicked on come with money. So you kind of yeah. got to have that shock value. Like it's only it's only one way you can do it, or two mm-hmm. ways you can do it. You could be super positive and just be great, or if you're not that great, you better have some shock value and say some crazy, mm-hmm. like outlandish stuff, basically. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like it's just the age we're in now. It's of course negativity. Let's face it, our country is built on negativity. On negativity, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it, from yeah. slaves to the Native Americans, to however you want to look at it, we're built on negativity. Mm-hmm. So that's not new, but the way it's perceived is new. I can get on social media, tag a name, and slander this name, knowing that this guy will respond. <laughs> that's my clout chasing. Mm-hmm. I don't call it cloud chasing. I call it keeping it real. I call it hashtag facts. I call it like I see it. And that's that that makes it substantial. Mm-hmm. It's just because the age we're in. Back in the day, you say something about somebody, he pull up on you. A lot of people, <laughs> uh, like real talk, like yeah. Biggie, Pac, like you see these influential people who are dead yeah. from doing music, from cloud chasing. Whether it was true or not, what they talked about, what they argued about, what they disagreed on, it's cloud chasing. I had sex with your wife. Yeah. Um, who shot you? Tupac mm-hmm. was the first clout chaser. You can say that if that's how you want to misquote me, because you know, good press. So if you want to misquote me, and then I have to bring this up later, then. But I'm just saying, and, it, and to answer your question, no, because it stemmed before that. Mm-hmm. It's just the age we're in. I can talk mess about this person. And get a buzz and get a reaction, like y'all said. Get a reaction, get a buzz, and that will put me. Well, who is this guy that's talking mess about Takashi? Who is this guy that said this stuff about Tupac? Mm-hmm. That's gonna give me six million followers music, because they just want to hear it. Music lets you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like if somebody diss somebody, it's gonna get a way bigger reaction than if he do a whole song bigging somebody up. Oh yeah, like yeah. where it's like, 
I love this dude, blah, 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 just rapping. That's not going to get no reaction. That's not like, at all. It's going to just, everybody going to say, aw. Funny thing is, <laughs> I've seen a post, right? Meek Mill and Drake, they rekindled their relationship. You know, they, they back cool, right? Because before they fell out, they did a song together. Um, but they, they cool, right? They cool. So i seen a post that said, breaking news. Listen to this. Breaking news. Drake and Meek Mill have deaded the beef. Under that post, it said, damn. How many fans are they going to lose? Wow. wow. That's crazy to think that somebody can settle a difference and lose your interest. Wow. Because that beef or that dispute made more money than a friendship. You know, you know what I'm curious to find out? Like the, the streams or album sales mm-hmm. of Back to Back versus uh, what is it going... What's the new record called they got on Meek Mill's album? I forgot. It's dope, though. It's oh, going no, something. Um, it's I'm curious to be, compare not, those two numbers. I'm sure it's the, not going to be close. I'm sure the new yeah. the new song is streamed more because Meek Mill, he's now in more positive light. Definitely. Not saying he always wasn't, but he's more mm-hmm. he's more focused now on other things. Talking about particular song, though, right? Just, the, yeah. yeah, back-to-back versus... Or even the Rico song. Like, how, like what, how comparable those numbers are. Just back-to-back, because back-to-back. Back. I don't know. That's hard to do, though. Because back to back is a Drake, like is this single a Drake, Drake song? Like it was on the radio, like yeah. So that's back to back probably blowing them out the water. I feel like, I feel like though, Meek, you know, dead and all his beefs and his issues with folks that also put him in another lane too. Because it's like when you think about it, what is it for? You know, what I'm saying we make money, we're related, mm-hmm. we make money together. I go to exclusive parties that you can go to. There's no place you can go that I can't go. You know what I'm saying? We're outside of the norm. What's the issue? I don't know the internal issue. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm happy it's dead. For everyone else that isn't, you lost the fan. I remember last time. I'm going to hit on this real quick, though. Demarie, he's he loves comedy. You know what I'm saying? And he's like my brother. He loves comedy. All comedy. He mentioned Cat Williams one day, and I kind of like turned my nose up because I didn't like the stuff he said about Kevin Hart. This is before the Kevin Hart Tiffany had his rant he went on. And he was like, yo, you know, uh, Cat Williams is funny. And I was like, nah, I really... You know, fuck with him like that. And I said that because I'm a Kevin Hart fan. And what you say about this man in terms of what he's doing or how he's doing, that feel like hating to me. You, mm. you clout chasing. Mm-hmm. You speaking you on see, a man who's in a position. Did you see how viral that went? But but no, I understand. I understand that. And that and it kind of, it made me step back and be like, wait a minute. You don't like this other comedian who's not paying your bills, who's not feeding mm. your kids. And you like this comedian who's not paying your bills hmm. and who's not feeding your kids over some stuff that he said to big himself up over this comedian who who probably is in a better position than him. Hmm. I said, damn, I can't I can't feed into the bullshit. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's all we're doing. We're buying it. into the bullshit. I'm not gonna buy a Drake album because I like Meek. No, I'm not buying Meek album because I like back to back. So I'm gonna fuck oh, with you, Drake. You almost invested yourself into the beef by picking a side. Well, 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 personal, not not financially. I would yeah, never. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't give a fuck. Y'all not feeding my family. Y'all not yeah. taking care of me. I ain't getting no free tickets to the show. Yeah. It, huh. now, now, then we'll you know we'll have something. Mm-hmm. But it's like you bring his name up, it's sour taste in my mouth because the the position those two are in, and for you to say something like that about it. I wasn't looking at it like, wait a minute, this is a gimmick hmm. because that's really what it clout chasing and you know that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. a gimmick to put yourself on the same pedestal as the person you're mentioning. Hmm. And the age we're in is so accessible to where I can tag a celebrity because it was rare back in the day growing up. 
for you to even see a celebrity. Exactly. I can tag you. I'm in your personal life so much that I can tag you and and make sure that you see it. Mm-hmm. Get enough people behind me because the power of public opinion is so crazy. Yes. To where I now have a voice just I, by saying something, you know? How do y'all feel about I, I don't know if y'all seen it where it was like the guy posing as Travis Scott yes. um, with Kylie. Yep. He kind of took a picture with his head down mm-hmm. and then it was all on TMZ and everybody was going it crazy. It was on every saying, news outlet. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel? Because the guy, the guy, the way the guy put it, he was kind of saying like it was just more of a social experiment to let people know that, you know, people on the internet will believe anything. Um, right. But a lot of people, I got mad because they were saying like it, it almost ruined his home life. You know what I mean? Because we don't know what they were going through on a personal level. Like she probably opened her phone and flipped out. Like, mm-hmm. is this you or, you know, with some random girl or whatever the case? Uh, well, ultimately, I think that uh, bad news drives America in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, we a lot of us picture Donald Trump as a negative person, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get in on Trump, but he is a reflection of us. That's why he's the president. People right. don't understand that. They're like, oh, he's so negative. This country has not been negative. Like, we have been prepping ourselves for a president like that for years, for over a mm-hmm. decade. So we can't be mad at anything he says <laughs> because we say worse on a daily, on a daily. You know, the trolling and... All this other shit that's going on. And not to mention, like you talked about earlier, bad news drives everything. It's literally a 90-10 mm-hmm. split. 90% bad shit. And at the end of the, of the news broadcast, it's about a dog that got adopted. And maybe somebody made a new chicken sandwich or some shit. <laughs> Who knows? But ultimately, bad news brings people. Mm-hmm. You will get more attention from an old lady getting slapped in the face than an old lady getting helped across the street. Right. That's exactly. the type. That's the type of fucking world we live in, man. You know. So I don't know. I I just I just ultimately think a reaction is going to saying things or doing things for a reaction is going to have more. Uh, uh, how would you say? You're going to get more attention from doing it mm-hmm. rather than doing something such as minding your business mm-hmm. or helping someone out. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any fucking attention for that. Yeah, and it's crazy that people make excuses to why they do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I God. did that because I don't like the way. Well, you if you never said anything and just let this thing play out. No, no, no. Because I feel like I got to stand up for what? You got to stand up in somebody else's beef? Mm-hmm. You're stupid. I think it's that crazy. that attention. I've said this before. I think that attention is why we deal with things like... Uh, like all the mass murders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if it didn't get as much attention, they would stop doing it. Because, right. like, yeah. at the end of the day, everybody is like, not everybody, but a large percentage of people in this country are followers. Mm-hmm. And they see, like, oh, if I want to get a reaction, all I got to do is especially do this. And some people, it, it's terrible because some people... They don't care what type of reaction they get as long as they get a reaction. Mm-hmm. So they like, man, I'm going to go to jail after this. I might die, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I do this, I'm going to get the attention I never got. I'm famous. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't cover it. Like, don't let us know. Like, yo, school got shot up, blah, blah, blah. But if you made it local, maybe if you made it local news mm-hmm. instead of national news every single time, it mm-hmm. might slow it down, really. Yeah. I'm sure you, I'm sure you see it at work. Um, the best social experiments, like, a person can have is like dealing with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I see like the way kids interact with one another and how many of them are followers. And there's like maybe two or three leaders. 
Yeah. Like you can literally be like, hey, move over here. And then the three, four kids that were talking to them will get up and follow them this way. Or you could be like, hey, sit down and stop talking. That person will sit down and stop talking. And then the two or three kids that are lined up next to them will do the exact same thing. Yeah. So um, I just say that to say that, like, that's just a microcosm of the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that happens a lot. Like, you just, I'm sure the just the amount of Google searches for these things or Google searches for guns and you know, how to do anything or even like how to commit suicide, stuff like that are, you know, up because, you know, they're seeing, you know, different um, different people doing this and, you know, different famous people even doing these different things. What, what will tell you that, like as far as the kids and just following is what, how many, how many mass murders have been committed by a kid? Like growing up, a kid would never have thought like, I got an attitude. I'll just shoot everybody at the school. But because it's like plaster all over the news mm-hmm. and it's just everywhere when it happens, now it's kids like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, and I can really get my point across. Mm-hmm. You have to look at like our- kids never thought about that. Like mm-hmm. the most, I don't mm-hmm. know. Kids, kids were not like I never met a kid that was like even <clears throat> possibly thinking like I could just shoot up to school. I'm in seventh grade. Like that's not even an option. Mm-hmm. You know what? I could. It's crazy because I remember way before the social media shit popped off, Mm -hmm. the first real shooting at a school was in Columbine back in uh, 99. And it wasn't a common occurrence even when I was in high school. I graduated in 2003. There wasn't a bunch of school shootings then. There was no social media. But the influx of shootings. The the crazy. I don't mean to cut you off. But the crazy part is we go to school with real thugs. Yes. Like people will graduate high school and really kill somebody. Yes. But there was no mass murderers. Real thugs ain't the ones doing it though. Yeah, That's That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Because it's not as accessible. And that, that's another topic. It's not accessible. But just look at our social medias. Look at look at our news system. Look at our system, our political system. Everything we do as far as meeting a person, like we talked about earlier, as far as impression, they tell you to do what on Instagram? Follow me. Mm-hmm. Who's leading? Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter. Not be my friend. Follow me. Follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me. Because... What's that word that everybody that everyone loves to do when they well it's trending. This is what's trending now. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening now. Let's follow that. You know what I'm saying? This is informative. Let's follow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I'm mad. Like you said, I'm gonna shoot up a school. I'm mad. The worst shit we did in school, I'm gonna throw an apple at this dude. And <laughs> we finna fucking fight in this cafeteria. I definitely throw an apple at somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna throw an apple across the cafeteria and smack you know the fuck out of somebody. Awesome. You know what I encourage everyone to do? I, I encourage everyone to watch a movie called Idiocracy. Mm. Oh yeah, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Idiocracy came out in two thousand six, and a sad movie. I, I, it's a sad movie, but it's becoming reality. Mm-hmm. The shit that went on. Okay, I'll give you a little brief overview. Like basically, Idiocracy was a guy that I guess he got frozen in time, and then he got woken up in a totally different time period. And everybody else had brain has devolved so much that he was considered to be a, like genius. a genius. Yeah, and and, they were, it, and it's sad because. The shit they were doing is almost like the shit that's happening now. It, it may be a little bit of an extreme, but it's just sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've we've gotten to a time where, and this is it's just across the board, we're fucked. 
mm-hmm. a woman's intelligence is skated over mm. by women that have nice tits and nice asses. You got a nice tits and nice ass. Nobody cares about how smart you are as a woman. Mm-hmm. They just want to click likes on your page. Okay, if you are doing school shootings, it's going to make front page news every time. And then three days later, everybody's going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. have you noticed that now? Mm-hmm. It's so many school shootings going on that people don't even there's there's, there's no real empathy. But oh, pray for the families. A couple days later, nobody cares yeah. because they a still celebrity got, their- got in a car accident or because yeah. Kim Kardashian is pregnant. So the school shooting that happened two days ago. Pray for the family, but Kim Kardashian have another right. baby. Kanye West said but, this, but the shooter, whether they ended up in jail or dying, they got their fifteen seconds of fame. Oh yeah, yeah. that they would have never gotten exactly. And they they're got. immortalized now in our country. That's crazy. I go back to thinking about the Las Vegas shooting. This dude stayed in Vegas they're for two like, days. They're like icons. He's huh? an icon now. Hitler is an icon. These Jeffrey people are Dahmer. celebrated. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, Hitler, yeah. Osama bin Laden. So these Roo. people are if, celebrated. If, if you don't say. That's another thing the news could do. We're not saying your name, nothing. Like, but they did. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, because they're looking for a lot of a lot of them are not just they're looking for attention. I'm gonna get a reaction out of this. Like, mm-hmm. you so so you saying my name and you covering it nationally? Oh yeah, I'm famous. Like, yeah, not not to cut you it. off. This remind me. You remember that movie SWAT, right? Yeah. When dude was like, I give a hundred million dollars to whoever gets me out of here. <laughs> He had the police going crazy. He had news people going crazy. They had all different type of people going crazy to get this man out of jail, even people in the SWAT department, just because of the power of personal opinion. He can take $100 million could change my life. Mm-hmm. But that also made that man, those few seconds he got to say that, walking from the tunnel to the car, he became national news. Mm-hmm. And that's, like you said, that's all people are looking stop for. Stop covering news. it nationally. But we can't, we can't, the reason we can't <laughs> stop covering it is because. It's negative. And what was our nation built on? There you go. Negativity. The news ain't going to make no money. Negative influence trumps positive things. And who is our president? Trump. Mm. Trump. Go back. I want you to uh, finish your point you had about the, um, the, uh, the Columbine and stuff. Yeah, well, Columbine, basically, back then, there was no school shootings. Um, well, there was hardly any. That was the first main high-profile shooting. Mm-hmm. And then all through high school... Really don't remember any school shootings after that. And then, even in college, don't really remember very many school shootings. There had been some that it was like happened. Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia yeah. Tech was one. Was and, the- yeah, exactly. And there was a few, but they were scattered out. And then, when Facebook started coming along, and all these other social media outlets start popping up, you started seeing these school shootings starting to really come on the rise. And people mm-hmm. are like, no, it has nothing to do with, with social media. All these parents need to do is they need to discipline their kids. Are you serious? That's your best explanation? Is parents not parenting? No. Mm. Everything that's bad is more accessible. Bullying is more accessible. Uh, sex is more accessible. Chicks being half naked on the fucking internet more accessible. Mm-hmm. People trolling more accessible. All the bad shit is more accessible. So you know that all the bad garners the most attention. And what do you do? Do the bad shit. So that's why there's more shootings going on, in my yeah. personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't equate the... I think I do think the parenting has a, a, a small effect on um, those situations. Um, but obviously, like, social media and all that is the biggest thing. Because, like, what I, what I see when I'm at work is how a parenting style can completely affect a, a child's behavior. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like, 
obviously kids aren't supposed to be cussing at school. Um, and if I be like, hey, like, don't cuss. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll t- I'm, I'm going to tell my supervisor that you're cussing so we can call your parents. And then they'll call the parents and then he'll be like, hey, you know, such and such is using foul language. You know, could you, you know, speak to him for, for us? And they'll be like, so? And it's just like, that's just one instance about like, you know, how, how a child's behavior is. So Mm-mm. that's just like a small thing. But imagine that on a bigger scale, like if a child is bullying other kids and, you know, they just allow it at home. If, you know, if the parents allow kids to fight each other or you know, whatever the case may be, that's like at home. They're just bringing they're just bringing all the stuff from home into school, and you know, just in some cases, outward. I I look at that example as in the sense of our judicial system, mm-hmm. where these officers could be Rodney King, or you can kill a black man, or you can do something foul as a police officer and get that. So that same okay, I'm we're gonna go to court. We're gonna put this well. So. Yeah, that's the parent on the phone. So mm-hmm. that negative it sets a narrative for how we should respond or we should react living in this country. And it's like, okay, well, if they're not going to do something about it, I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And how do I do something about it? This national media attention. People can kill themselves on social media and get a buzz. Kill somebody else on social media and get a buzz. And it, it's crazy because. Like you said, it's covered for a few seconds and then it's back to the normal. But it's so it's so reoccurring and it's so it's like scary to have kids mm-hmm. now. Like families are even being smaller. Like grandpa, yeah. grandma used to have 30 some kids running around. It's getting smaller and smaller because it's, it's scary to bring something here in this world to where I'm 27 and history has been made in a mass shooting four times since I've been alive. That's crazy. Like, who who thinks about that, really? Man, you know what, man? What's crazy, too, is I was thinking about what he said in regards to parenting. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's just pitiful, the fact that they're not, you know, really mm-hmm. caring about disciplining. But I think it, it, it kind of goes back to social media once again. We got to realize how young a lot of these parents are mm-hmm. and how much of an influence social media has on them. The same parent that's like, so what's the big deal? She probably just got through taking selfies of herself with her ass on the fucking counter. Okay, so <laughs> that's true. So you got to remember that th- this generation of parents are pretty young. You know, um, it's even I got a homie that's only one year older than me. His son about to graduate from high school. Mm. Huh. Okay, so people having kids young, it doesn't mean you're a bad parent because you had them young. All I'm saying is, is that. A lot of the things that influence this world negatively may still have a hold on you. And those right. influences are affecting your parenting. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. I think that comes from your parenting, though. Yeah. like Because I know for me, like you don't realize it growing up, but everything your parents are doing, you're taking pieces of it. Definitely. So when you have your own kids, the same parent that, that might have got on your nerves at times, it's the same parent that you become to to me. Like you make your own adjustments. Like you might take out like, oh, I didn't like this, so I'm gonna do this differently. But for the most part, like the same type of principles you were raised on, is how you are gonna raise yours. So I mm-hmm. think that that's like a whole generational thing. Like oh, like like say say like a girl or or a boy. Like my mom didn't care when I did this. So now when you grow up, you don't think it's bad for your kid to do that. Like oh, my son was cussing at school. We're allowed to cuss in the house. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah. That's not that yeah, big of a deal. Like the he biggest, just, the biggest, just a word. The biggest difference between us and our parents is we got social media. We are mm-hmm. in yeah, this, shit, make it bad. this shit is a monster. We are dealing with this shit. We are the first generation to deal with this. Mm-hmm. We have not conquered social media because if we did, a lot of this shit wouldn't be going on. So, yes, they had an influence on us, but they did not have the monster of social media yeah. and its influence on society. So we have to fight back at all the negative shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a lot more complex than just, you know, my dad raised me to be a good person. Yeah, he may have, but I have to still beat society at the, just mm-hmm. the negative shit that's going on. It's, it still can be, um, like, taken back to parenting, though. Because I know, like, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. Yes. For me, for me, before, like, we're on social media doing what we do. Yeah. Before anything goes up, when we write this stuff, we do a skit. Like, I think about, like, my mom going to see this, my grandma going to mm-hmm. see this, my great-grandma. Like, I, like we did one skit. It was our probably our third skit ever. Like, and I cussed on there, in my opinion, too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, I might talk to them like that, but because that went up, I was like, damn, I don't want that up. I think I seen some comments on one. You posted like, like a skit and it was like you need to watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was on uh that was on my uh my story and, and my sister texted me was like mom said you need to watch your mouth. So I made another story. Hey, my mom said I need to watch my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. It was funny. Though. It's like it's, I'm conscious of that stuff though because of like the upbringing. And like of course, these are my friends. I could I can say what I want to now like yeah. You know the crazy thing is, I was at work um on Friday and you, most of you guys know that I don't cuss a lot, and um, wow. some of the kids, the kids will ask me at work, like, "Have like, do you cuss outside of work?" And I'm just like, "No," and they're like, "No," like they they just find it hard to believe. And then another guy was like substituting there that uh, Eric Eric Singleton, he was substituting there, and um, they asked him, they was like, "Has Keith ever cussed outside of work?" And he was just like, "No," but he only said it just saying like, "No," because like that's my coworker. But he thought about it. He was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't ever remember him cussing like that. Yeah. So it was like a big thing. Like, kids kept coming up and asking me, like, I heard you never cussed in your life. And I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> they must not know podcast, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith is, if, Keith, if he curses, I just notice it's always in a certain context. Mm-hmm. It's like it's something related to something that will cause that to happen. I just don't have conversation. Me and Keith talk all the time. So I don't never remember Keith like, oh man, fuck this. Or that it never. Like yeah. ever. I'll That's just not huh? I'll be crying. <laughs> you know that? Keith, Keith would probably be like, I don't I don't think you should say shit though. <laughs> <laughs> and even when he like sometimes he'd be like, nigga, I'd be like, Keith, Keith huh, you're nasty. Because yeah. like, he doesn't do it. Like the cold part about it is we all have we all have the control to not cuss if we really think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because you'll go in certain settings, like the job interviews. You're not cussing in the job interview. No, you're not. Yeah. How you just turn that off? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, thank true. you. Like, yeah, I, nigga, I, I got the motherfucking job. I'll be cussing on the way into the house. Like, like right now, it's super. I can't say that I never have. But it's super. I still, like, don't cuss in front of my grandma, my mom. My, yeah. It don't feel right. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Mm-hmm. But... Like it's weird that like we could be in the house and then they walk in and they just get turned off. I don't know how. It's the respect though, bro. It's it's yeah. about the way we were brought up. Like yeah, yep. We got I got fired though. <laughs> Dang wasn't allowed in the house because it's too close to Dan. 
Wow. You ever got hit because wow. it was too close to some shit? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> You should have just said shit. I, I should have. I would have got hit anyway. I should have just said Damn. shit. But it, it's 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 the respect we have, and I think with social media not only being a, a powerful influence, but the money behind it. No, you can't combat it because it's financial now, right? When you get so many followers, they pay you. When you get so many views, you're paid. Why take down the negative shit if we making money? Mm. Not only are we going to pay you, we have enough money to pay and sustain you. So. Hmm. We're not going to take it down. We're going to put up a quote. We're going to put up a copyright. If you don't take it down, we're going to delete your page. You can delete your page, make a new email, make a new page. We're going to do this yeah. shit all over because it's financial now. Damn. And I- being famous, you get immortalized. Hitler is immortalized for all these people he murdered. It's a it's a monument. And we can say, oh, it's well, it's to honor where Martin Luther King died. But we are we are praising where a man was assassinated. And you can walk it. It's a museum. You can take pictures in front of it. And... It's like social media enhances that. Oh my God, we, times 20. We mm-hmm. praise that. We praise the negative bullshit because it's a financial gain. Financial gain. You can go kill 300 people and be the world's most dangerous serial killer or the world. You have the most mass shooting body count. And we're going to praise you for that. And we're going to say we're not praising you, but we're going to say your name. We're going to put up your best picture. We're going to talk about what you did that led up to what you did. We're going to we're gonna cover your trial. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. They, they go too in-depth. They be like, we, uh, we go back into the mind of a mass murderer. What, yeah. he, what he ate for breakfast before he did a mass attention. shooting. Yeah. His brother said he didn't grow up like that. And they grew up with yeah. different dads. And, and it's like, shut hey, up. Come on, man. Y'all you, fishing. You fishing for more negative shit. Yeah. Right. I, will, I will say, though. Social media, like, I'm actually happy to be in the social media age because it gives us an opportunity to, like, do what we do yeah. and reach mm-hmm. way more people than Definitely. we ever could have. Right. Trying to, like, we could be making all these movies and, and, and it's, going on a, it's going on a disc and we got to try to shop it around. Like, please watch our disc. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there is. Like now, right now, we just upload that much. There is Go a lot of positive, it. though. Like, we're not, I'm not saying that social media is just a negative vice. I'm just saying. Let's shed more light on the positive shit. Let's not talk about Chris Brown's drinking habit rather than <laughs> him fucking giving out hundreds of shoes to underprivileged youth in Compton when mm. he's not even from Compton. Like, mm. let's talk about that shit. Let's talk about these artists and these performers doing free shows. You know what I'm saying? Giving this money to these people that they're not even affected by. Like, mm-hmm. fucking Jay-Z will never, ever, ever have to see a quarter again if he don't want to. But he's giving his hard-earned money to a place that don't even know what a quarter is. Mm-hmm. Or that can't even afford. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's show that side of shit. I mean, it's a lot of negative in this world, but it's a lot of good, too. Yeah. It's, more, just, it's actually more good. We just tend to... We can, The money is in the negative shit. If I tell yes. you... Um, okay, Demarie, if you get online and you promote confessions, but have a naked girl promoting confessions. It's going to get you 600 likes rather than yep. upload your shit. You might get 23 views and 81 likes, but mm-hmm. I mean, why Why would the negative, why would she have to, and I'm not even going to say degrade because these bitches doing it for free. Excuse my <laughs> French. Excuse my French. They, they're doing it for free. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. why? why would we need that in order to Shed light on something positive without just using positivity to shed light on positivity. Positivity do you, do is not think loud that, enough. Um, most people on social media, like their goal is to attain like a million followers or to be famous. Or Absolutely. do you think like most people or most people are doing it for the actual social aspect of it? 
I feel like this, me personally, and I'm gonna make it quick. I feel like they're doing it for the money, for the simple fact of how hard would you go at your job if you knew you wasn't getting paid? Straight up. If I know I could show a little ass, not me, but I'm just saying a little ass could be shown. <laughs> but I ain't gonna get on there and show my ass. But if a little ass could be shown, and I would get, like I said earlier, I would get a contract that stated I could get X amount of money. And X amount of status, I could be VIP status or I could be a private partner with YouTube or with whatever, with Instagram, get a separate page and all that shit. If I knew I could do that just for free, would I put the work into doing that? Mm-hmm. Or would I go viral, light myself on fire, you know, fucking jumping off a building, <laughs> doing some weird shit? Would I do that? Because I know that if I get so many hits, they're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. That's just my take on it. It's, it's the money aspect. It's not yeah. even for social you know, some people do, and I'm not going to say it's for everybody, but some people do use that outlet for social, in my opinion. Yeah. But most of the time, it's for the check. The people with private pages. Not not even that. It's just the not people with that. something to say. Yeah. Some people, though, some people are genuinely passionate about what they do, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they might be doing that shit for free anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They just so happen to be good at it, so they got up to a million followers or whatever. Like, you can't tell me that every... And those, to me, are the ones that stick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to go viral. or Like, I heard somebody say it's easy to get on TV. Staying on TV is the hard part. Yeah. So, it's easy to go viral one time. But for you to get up to a million followers or 12 million followers, whatever, that means you had to consistently keep doing stuff. And nine times out of ten, you didn't even know it was money involved until you got to a certain level anyway. You right. just kept doing it because you loved it. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some people that's like doing it for money, but I also don't think those are people that stick. I, I, ultimately, I think a lot of people don't even have an objective. I think a lot of people are getting on the internet and doing things for attention without any fucking goal tied to it. Mm-hmm. And then they just keep doing it and doing it. And if you go all the way up, they just got a bunch of pictures of it. What you're really seeing it with now is like a lot of weird fitness pages that yeah. don't really have any real motivational like content. It's just booty pics and squat videos and and diet tea and shit like that that doesn't mean anything um and it's like anybody could put some of this shit up Mm -hmm. there's no real there's no real goal in mind so as far as the people and it what, what sucks about this shit is people like this are drowning out the people that are actually trying to put away content right like i I see somebody that they'll have ten thousand followers and they got nothing but content that is nothing i'm talking about trash Mm-hmm. All you got to do is, is either do something stupid or look pretty good and you'll have 10, 12,000 followers. But you could put out quality, quality content like Finesse Entertainment or put out a quality podcast and it's getting drowned. It's getting drowned out mm-hmm. because most of the attention is, is like levied weird. It's going yeah. towards the motherfuckers that ain't doing nothing. Right. And it's right. not I'm not envious of it at all because I know the cream rises to the top. It just takes you longer when you're doing something that means something. Mm-hmm. It yeah, takes but- a while. It, it might take longer, but it's also going to last longer. It Definitely. is. So, yeah. So, like, for us, like, we, we look at all these dudes on social media, and it's like, y'all on social media. Nobody sitting right here wants to be on social media. We're looking for, like, big screen. Feature, right. like, feature films. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really show you nothing. You can show a little bit, but, like, a minute, that's not for us. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to start doing short films. Like, it's hard to... Nobody want to do that. We can't even yeah. get motivated to do a skit now. Yeah, it's you like, can't. You can't replicate that. 
Yeah. It's harder to replicate what's real. See, that's the right. great thing about a podcast. You yeah. know, the reason why I love, I've said this multiple times, why I love podcasting is because the average people nowadays have horrible social skills and they cannot talk. So mm-hmm. when you get a bunch of guys here that actually can have a very fruitful conversation and people tune in, like, these guys are cool. They, they have really, you know, insightful things to say. It means a lot because the average person doesn't have that. Right. Just like yeah. you guys are putting out short films. How many motherfuckers are putting out short films that are actually good? Nobody. Yeah. Mm. I, and to be honest, even the the guys that we share, you know, in our in our group chats and whatnot, um, we'll send a video back and forth. I don't even think any of those guys can put together a short film. Not the quality no. that we have. Well, yeah. as far as what we write and things like yeah. that, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and no way do I think you guys are being like boastful. It's just no, like nah. you 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 believe in what you do and you put it out there, and you, you're not like, hey, this no, this is the best of 2019. It's just you know what content you're putting out. You know it's good. Mm-hmm. I honestly and feel I, like we should we should work. Well, I want to work to a position to where I meet these guys and share what I know, mm-hmm. and they and you know pick their brain on what they know. So that way we rise together. There you you know what I'm saying on the on but the same the thing platform. Is, did you did you go to school for or you didn't necessarily you didn't necessarily go to school for like particularly screenwriting, right? You uh, never touched a school campus for screenwriting. Yeah. I never did none of that. Mm-hmm. The thing is what we got is like is it's almost like just natural. Mm-hmm. Like the screenwriting aspect to come up with the dialogue, that's not something you could be taught. Mm-hmm. You might know how to structure all that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Put your words in order and how to structure it into, but like you're not just gonna pull up on somebody and be like, "Hey, I could teach you this." Not happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's organic. Yeah, yeah, like you gotta. And I feel like the re- it's gonna sound arrogant again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the reason that we're good is because we got different brains that's all creative that bring something different to the table to make. Like I don't know, I, I call this jambalaya shit. Just a, so Jump. just a mix of some shit that's just, <laughs> that's just good. That's just good though. Like what? You walk in the shit. kitchen, there's a different shit in the kitchen. It's just yeah. good when you eat it. But yeah. I also feel like it's nothing wrong with being uh, a little bit. I feel like every single person that's great is a bit arrogant. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta feel like, yo, this dude podcast is not better than mine at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to go everywhere saying like, yo, I got the hottest spot. It's more so like that's just how I feel. Oh, back wait. to what Eddie said. A lot of stuff you don't have to put out there. A lot of shit say you that. just show. Yep. But you do got to believe that, though. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and I believe yeah. I do like squat videos <laughs> on Instagram. So if y'all make squat videos, I might be like I'm just hey, saying. Brother. I like squat videos. I mean, yeah. it's certain tights that... Never mind. You got to be... I like squat Think videos. Think about this. What do You like You like Steph Curry, Keith. What do yeah. everybody say about Steph? He's so humble, bro. Steph, in his mind... Is not humble. Oh, <laughs> you oh, gotta definitely. be. I nope. played basketball. You gotta be cocky as hell to pull from back there to be shooting. Oh, from, yeah. oh yeah, to shoot from that distance, you gotta yeah. be like, nigga, I'm nice. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> last last year, he uh, what was it? I don't know if it was a playoffs or a regular season game. He came off the bench after he, he got hurt. He so he he probably he did probably, he probably didn't come in until like halfway through the first quarter or something like that. But he came in on fire. He had like twenty eight points that night or something crazy like that, maybe thirty. And uh, after the after the uh, thing, they interviewed him. They was like, "Hey, Steph, um, you know, you did really good out there. How do you feel about coming off the bench? Like, you know, that that's this could be a regular thing if you're scoring points like that." 
And he didn't laugh or nothing. He was just like, nah, that ain't happening again. And then he moved on to the next question. I'm going to tell you how you know he's cocky. Have you ever seen him shoot the ball and turn around? Yep. Yeah. That's some cocky shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. To pull up like, that far, too, like you said, it's like, I'm going to shoot out here. It ain't shit you could do about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and like to shoot the ball and turn around means, nigga, that's going in. How mm-hmm. mad are you as a defender? Like, God damn it. <laughs> I've only seen one time, God, where, I, only seen one time where I would get mad. He pumped fake. And while when Ibaka went in the air, he shot the ball. And as Ibaka was landing, he was looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot the ball and stare at you as the ball goes in. That's the most cocky thing. I feel like I feel like I'd have punched Steph Curry a couple times. I'd probably be out the league. Because you're not just gonna shoot and turn around on me. Yeah. I'm gonna trip you because I know your ankle's bad. You gotta be. You seen that video? It's in that fuck Steph Curry. Fuck Steph Curry. You seen that video? I ain't yeah. seen that. Oh. I mean, I, I like Steph Curry as a player. I'm a Kobe guy. I've always been a Kobe guy. Likewise. I'm a Laker yep. to, to, the, to the death of me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lonzo Nim. Lonzo and LeBron to tonight. Lonzo triple doubles on the same team. That's you know that's my team. Not really. I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but he he on the yeah, squad. Like he on the squad. But know. I mean, even with him, you know what I'm saying? Even with LeBron and what he does with his show, you know what I'm saying? He he has to humble himself. But we already know. Yeah. Like you are it's, it's times where you got to be like, "Hey man, I'm still LeBron James." Yeah. Jordan did, "Hey, I'm still Hey, I'm Kobe. I'm going to yeah. let you know I'm Kobe too." But yeah. in the media, I mean, yeah, you know I uh you know, I run practice like I run practice. You, know. uh, it's, 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 you gotta it's, have it's just mamba mentality. Did you know he was gonna score anyone? I, I knew when I was three. I know he was gonna score anyone. When I was three, I knew he was gonna score, and I just I just went out there and did it. I feel like I feel like if Steph Curry went to the Rucker Park playing like he does, like in the NBA, Somebody or especially the 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 All Star uh, years, what 2015, if he was playing like that at the Rucker. A bunch of niggas with Tims would be stomping at his ass. And then it would be stomping all ankles. How you just fuck out of here? Fuck your couch, nigga. Fuck out of here, Steph Curry. But you got to respect those guys, man. You got to respect those guys. That's all I say. You say that Steph? He pulled from that far, from half court. And yo, son, I'm going to keep it real with you, B. You shoot like that one more time, son? No. Ain't no more talking, son. I'm hooping in Tim's, eh? <laughs> but you, you gotta you gotta get those guys a certain level of respect for maintaining that humble, you know what I'm saying? Because like Keith, Keith is humble. He modest at times, but he's so humble. No. But don't let don't let Keith get that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, I'm I'm really the shit though, because I went to school and I got a degree. But I'ma just let you shine right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but just in case you just in case I'ma you tell don't you know. How you know Keith is arrogant. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody ask Keith about something he actually does good? He like, hey man, you could draw? He'd be like, I'm alright. <laughs> That's the most arrogant thing you can say. It is. It, is. it doesn't get worse than that. That's the most arrogant thing you can say. Like, and it, it depends on what you're asking them. Like, I mean, I'm cool. I mean, you know how that go. I mean, everybody draw, right? So, <laughs> I mean, if you can write, you can draw. You be creative. Now, now, when he hits you with that, I mean, I'm all right. I'm okay. When he hits you with that, he already know because he's grinning before you ask him. Hey, yo, Keith, you know how to set that camera up? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fairly simple. <laughs> I, but, I, I dabble. That's <laughs> <laughs> you say that. I, I dabble. dabble. Oh, man. Hey, man, you guys are awesome, man. First hey, and thank foremost. Thank you, man. You too, man. Um, well, we've already 
talked about the uh, the <clears throat> film. Uh, go ahead once again and let everybody know when that's dropping. Man, that's gonna be dropping December twenty third. I Sunday. feel like I feel like you don't want to be the person that does not see it. Um, I feel like Keith said that when we were promoting the last movie, but this time, <laughs> mm-hmm. this time I I actually mean it. You don't want to need be that it this person. time, yeah, that's yeah, because you're gonna be hearing about it and you're gonna be like, "What happened?" Yeah, it's free. Yeah, yeah. like we're not asking you to buy a movie ticket. Just go watch it. It's yeah. eleven minutes. That's it. Everybody got eleven minutes during the day, and it's not eleven minutes wasted either. Because, like I said, the story is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not just because I'm a part of it. That's that's like yo three three headed dragon came together. Mm-hmm. And we made a killer think, story. Think man. about how yeah. captivating that is to you know to, to to smash everything into eleven minutes. How much how much it takes to create a short film? Mm. It's really really difficult. So I encourage everyone that that tunes in regularly to the podcast to go ahead and check it out. We will well, be promoting that on uh, my my social media keys yeah. and whatnot. We also have um, we're going to be doing a premiere, so be on the lookout for the information on that. You know, it's going to be a small setting. We're going to show the movie, have some popcorn there, mm-hmm. um, talk about the movie, and um, you know, all that good stuff. And shout out to Tyra too. She really, oh yeah, she, she really made the project. She, the, she is the to me the she stole the show. Yeah, to be honest, mm-hmm. like like everybody did well in their parts, but like for her to be a first time actor, she really killed it. Mm-hmm. And every every like people watching it, people. Like, um, you know, behind the scenes, even DJ's family was there Mm -hmm. and uh, all of them was impressed by what she did. So shout out to her. All right, man. Well, anybody got you got anything else you want to plug here before we go ahead and close the podcast? Nike. We're not gonna close it like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's I think that's it. Just just stay tuned for more. Like this movie is going to be way better than the last one. But the next one, one, the kickback. No, oh, okay. But the next one gonna be way better than this one. Like it's mm-hmm. just gonna keep on getting better. So y'all just gotta stay tuned mm-hmm. and you know keep following us because we about to yeah and we about to shake some things up. Like we already have things you know lined up. So just oh, yeah, be, just be on the lookout. Oh, yeah. And thanks to you know a Chuckers Mind podcast for having us on, man. This this is my first time doing a podcast and it, it was great, man. I, I enjoyed it. The topics was cool. I got to tell y'all about my child support. <laughs> if y'all want to just start a GoFundMe, you know what I'm saying? Don't put it in my name because they're going to take it, obviously. But we, we, we'll work around it. We'll work around it. I mean, y'all could put it in my name. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, I, just, I, I love the experience. It's great and I, I want to come back and I hope I'm half Definitely. back. You know what I'm saying? So I could come back and uh, spit facts, do raps. No, I'm just playing Nightcap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this guy. All right, um, we came to the end of this episode. We'd like to thank you for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, you've been listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Things. We're out of here. Peace.